Welcome, everyone, to episode 256 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Today's topic is going to be our E3 2016 recap and, and reactions episode. Um, I think for the most part, all the major announcements are done at this point. The event was actually supposed to end today, right? Was today the last day of it or tomorrow? I believe so. It's kind of it's kind of piddling out anyway. The the announcements are fewer and further between, so uh, it's a good time to recap the events and uh, specifically talking about mostly about the the major conferences and then and then a few other random things that were announced. So um, that's our main topic. Anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? Corey, do you have anything you want to tease? No, I played uh, another bit of Hearts of Iron Four, so I imagine we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. But that's it. I, I played a nice fat chunk of of Hearts of Iron Four, so I can I can talk about it at, at oh, length. And I saw the Warcraft movie, so oh. if we have time, I'll chat about that. Mm-hmm. And I imagine you'll want to talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah. After as long the as it's as long, normal. Yeah, as long as it's not like midnight when we finish this episode. Okay. You know. So. Better fucking not be. It shouldn't be, because we don't have any nibble bits or anything, and I don't think we have a lot to talk about during what we played, so. That's not true, Dave. I played something. <laughs> you both played something? Oh, I, I know Will did. I, bu- I bought the Trials of the Blood Dragon. Oh, that's right. That's oh, yeah, right. I want to hear about that, too. Yeah, I do, too. Um, so I have that to discuss. And Skype is being a weirdo again. That's all right. That. We just got a deal. Cool. Uh, Will, what did you, what did you, what did you play new that you want to uh, talk about? And what haven't I played? Uh, <laughs> Halo Wars 2, Ratchet and Clank. I started Valkyria Chronicles. I'm still playing Spyro 2. Um, that might be it for things that I'm going to want to talk about. Oh, okay. Wow, that's good. that's a lot of stuff, though. Yeah, I've been playing a lot. I've been doing my, my work. Nice. Oh, I also played the Doom demo. Oh, yeah. good. Okay. I had forgotten... Well, we'll talk about the announcement, but it was available on on the Steam Store and uh, I think PSN and Xbox Live too for for about a week. Yeah. So, uh, if you were interested in it, you could uh, go and download the demo and, and give it a shot. So I wasn't able to find it. Really? Yeah. Uh, I came across it on accident. I'm pretty sure. Okay. D O O M, Corey. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh do. Oh, Doom. Oh, oh Doom. Oh. I was typing in Dome. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get started. Corey, I think yes, you're going to kind of lead lead the episode. Yeah, so it just worked out into my schedule that I was able to watch almost all of the press conferences. Yep. Um, so starting with EA, we had Andrew Wilson, the CEO, come out, and he just briefly mentioned some of the stuff they were going to talk about uh star wars mass effect battlefield one titanfall two blah 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 and then immediately after vince zampella the ceo of respawn came out to show titanfall two which is coming to ps4 xbox one and pc uh they're adding single player which is a big big surprise or is it no no yeah i think, I think that wanted that i think that leaked like a while ago though a while ago okay yeah. all right uh yeah a lot of grappling hook stuff. Uh, I thought Titanfall 2 looked good. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you want to do this, Dan. Do you want me to just run through the whole conference and then we talk about what's in- interesting or stop? No. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll stop. I, I, okay. I'm not going to remember to go back, actually, okay. if we keep going. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I thought Titanfall 2 looked good. I was probably the biggest Titanfall fan out of all of us. 
I don't know that I'll be getting it. It's coming out really close to Battlefield One. If I had a preference, it would probably be Battlefield One. I won't get. Attaboy. I won't get two first-person shooters like back to back. I may get it at at a later date. We'll see. I like that there's a single-player campaign in it too. That's that's a good thing. So, yeah. Will, what'd you think of Titanfall Two? Thought it looked awesome. Uh, I was hoping it wasn't going to come out this year uh, because. All of these games are coming out now. It was basically an empty uh, fall, but now it's all filled up, and I don't want to have to buy everything. Yeah. Uh. They're only 30 bucks, Will. Yeah, but here's the thing with that. I don't want to be like, hey, Eric, go in on this game with me that you might Why? not be interested in. I'm interested in any game that's $30. Okay. I'm at least mildly interested. Yeah. Okay, so Eric and I are going to buy everything. <laughs> Probably. There you go. <laughs> And play half of it, if that. I probably won't play 20 minutes of any of it. <laughs> so when you guys start buying games on Xbox, can I be your PC cross-play third party? Can you do that? Probably. I don't see why not. You might be able to, yeah. I don't yeah know as that, long as we don't get in trouble for I, it. I don't know that that's one of the games that you can do, but the Microsoft games, you, you should be able to. You just have to sign right. into their accounts on your computer, I would think. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like, when if we bought Gears? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's no different than what you guys are doing now. Yeah? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yes! <laughs> or even, like, you could you could use Will's and Dan could use mine. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Cool. So we have all of the games now. All of the games. <laughs> we'll split them four ways. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fifteen bucks a game. Or for the price of one. <laughs> You think a lot of other people are doing that kind of stuff? A little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. I just, I, I mean, I just never hear people talk about like Steam family sharing or anything like that. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I imagine people are, but I just never hear anybody mention it. Maybe they're afraid if they if they talk about it too much and love it too much that it'll get taken away, like all good mm. things. Yeah. <laughs> a lot uh, of my back friends. To Titanfall two, real quick. Yeah. Just... Just wanted to say, I was pretty underwhelmed by it. I yeah. didn't think it was anything spectacular. The heck was that? That's my laptop. Don't worry about it. Just shutting off. <laughs> no, I'm I'm telling it not to shut off. But anyway. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, that's it, Dan. I, I just didn't think Titanfall 2 looked all that great, mm-hmm. personally. The... Looked like more Titanfall. Mm-hmm. The Titans are different, though, right? Aren't there the different abilities There's and different types s- of Titans now? S- six classes instead of three. Okay. At least what they said. I didn't even realize there was three in the last one. I thought there was just the one. Yeah. There seemed to be a a light one. Yeah, there seemed to be a little more variety in the weapons, too. Like, uh, uh, the grappling hook was not something that was in in there before. Um, Gravity guns and stuff like that. It it, it seemed more more science fiction-y type of of weapons. Well, that's kind of what got me in. I didn't play much of the first Titanfall, but it seemed like they tried to make it into this 3D kind of crazy horizontal and vertical shooter and i don't i don't know if it ever reached that yeah uh but i feel like now it will with like the grappling hook and the aerial combat and the parkour looked a little bit uh, is, that's not the right word is it wall running and stuff the wall, wall running and, and stuff like that looks uh a little bit more there yeah but i mean this is we didn't see much was that actual gameplay i can't even remember i think it was like a gameplay trailer okay so the best of the gameplay. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching Titanfall 2 uh, multiplayer gameplay right now, actually. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll move along unless anybody else has any thoughts. Nah. Okay. Peter Moore came out, uh, or came out, was on stage in London. They did a, a duo uh, press conference to talk about Madden 17. Uh, talked about the different kind of multiplayer modes they're going to do. One being Challenger, which is a community-run tournament, which seemed to be a pretty big theme at this year's E3, uh, giving players the tools to set up their own competitive tournaments. Uh, they also talked about Premier, which will be the EA-run events with partners. Talked about bringing brands in to do various things. Uh, and then the EA Major, which is the big league tournament. And then there was... Uh, hype video for competitive Madden, which I don't care about Madden, so it didn't do anything for me. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. It's too much sports. Not for Madden, but if it was FIFA, I'd be pumped. I think that's that stuff's supposed to come to FIFA too, right? I think it's all their yeah, sports so. games. Yeah. It's a revolutionary yep. year for FIFA, Dan. We'll get to that, though. Isn't it always? <laughs> Uh, uh, Aaron Flynn, the GM of Bioware. I love that name. Aaron Never Flynn. Mind. Cool. Aaron Flynn. For, uh, to talk about Mass Effect Andromeda, which I was very excited for, uh, talks about the setup, which is that you are leaving the Milky Way galaxy to find a new home for humanity. Uh, you get to the galaxy of Andromeda, you wake up, and then he asks the question, now what? And I'm like, yeah, I like that. I like that setup a whole lot. Uh, he did say that this Mass Effect would have more freedom than they've given in a game before, and then they showed a little bit of a behind-the-scenes video. Uh, yeah, I'm in love. Yeah. I love it. I really do. I'm really excited for Mass Effect. I, I don't know. I, I love it. Yeah, me too. Will- I'm- Go ahead. Me? Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, side note, Will and I recorded a, a little after the E3 knee-jerk reaction video where we talk uh, at, about Mass Effect at length. So check that out on YouTube if you're interested. Mm-hmm. I I don't think they're very far along with the game. I was just going to I was going to add I didn't I didn't see enough there to get me like super psyched about it. I'm I'm very excited for Mass Effect, but yeah. I felt like there there wasn't they didn't show anything like a, a few a few quick like th- thematic trailers. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you guys. I'm just still really excited. <laughs> yeah. No, I just... Yeah, like... I'm with Corey and... Uh, or I'm sorry, with Dan and Will. I don't know. It was just like they showed that smiling Asari and everybody lost it. And I'm like, that that's it? Yeah. I'm like, this game's been announced for like four years. I just hope it gets real weird. You know, you're going oh, to yeah. another galaxy. It definitely It's not going to get real weird. If it was made by Kojima, it might have got real weird. Yeah. We'll get maybe, to that. Maybe that's what I want, a Kojima. A Kojima Mass Effect? Mass Effect. But, if, yeah, I mean, if it's just, like, Krogan's and Asari and all that stuff all over again. Well, there'll probably be those people in your on your crew, I would think. Yeah. But I think the, the thing, other things you're going to come across should, should be different, you'd think. Or maybe they'll find, like, a, it's like a parallel galaxy. Yeah. Because you know, since Andromeda is our, our closest neighbor galaxy-wise. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was just reading the chat. Um, <laughs> so is that it for Mass Effect Andromeda? Yeah, you guys I... are right. They didn't They didn't show much, but I'm yeah. still really excited for Mass Effect. So. Mm-hmm. 
Then Andrew Wilson came back to talk about content updates for some of their games. Uh, well, I got to decipher my notes here. Oh, uh, free trials coming for a lot of their games, specifically Battlefront through the EA Vault. Am I getting that right? Yeah. And then their new program, which I don't think we really need to talk about, their Play to Give charity program, uh, where they have partners and introduce in-game challenges. Uh, I thought it would be kind of fun where they like donated, depending on the amount of people that complete a certain challenge. Yeah. But the way he talked about it, it sounds like it's just a flat rate. Like, oh, we're going to give a million dollars to save the whales, and here's a, a in-game challenge in game x where you have to save whales but we're going to give the money to them no matter what yeah which isn't that's not very engaging yeah well you know what would happen if if they said it's it's by how many people accomplish the objective is a lot of people would accomplish the object- objective oh yeah yeah because why wouldn't you you know <clears throat> it's yeah it's uh i mean that's that's a lot of people that's way more fun Exactly, and a lot of I think a lot of people would be like, "Oh my god, I can do something worthwhile by playing a video game." Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but now it's just like, well, they're gonna donate it anyway. I don't really have to do anything. Sure. So there's that. Uh, then Peter Moore came out for FIFA 17. Said it was a revolutionary year for FIFA, as I said before. And then they had that actor come out playing Alex Hunter, who is their single-player protagonist story mode campaign dude. Uh, He gave a little soliloquy about his dreams to play in the big game. And then we saw a trailer for that story mode. Uh, I know the NBA one didn't work out so well. People thought it was terrible. Was it Spike Lee that directed that? It was a Spike Lee joint. Spike Lee joint. Uh, People hated it. I don't know if this one will be any better. I think in that one it was your player-made character versus in this one they have a pre-made character. I don't know if that'll make a difference. Eric, Let's go to our resident FIFA expert. Yeah. I look so stupid. Yeah. I really couldn't give two shits about that. What is What does FIFA need a story mode for? Really? Like that's the best you guys had? I don't know. people excited? I, I, I do think that can be done right, though, because it, there's something to be said for taking somebody from, like, nothing and turning them into, like, a Hall of Famer uh, beyond just, like, what the stats say in the game, you know? I think there is a way to do that right. I don't know if this is it, and well, I don't know what that looks like. But... I don't know if I'm ever interested in doing that. Here's the thing. I want to make Will Murtha a Hall of Famer, not Alex Hunter. Yeah, yeah. and I think a lot of people would agree with that. Uh, but, like, so wouldn't you rather just play be a pro mode and work your way up through, like, the minors and things like that? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what they, that's what's there, there now, but I feel like there is something more you can do to that to make it a little more dramatic rather than just, like, looking at the stats and, and getting trophies and, you know... But, like, how generic is that story going to be? You know damn well it's going to be. It's yeah, just going to be, mean, like, the basketball one was fame. Yeah, and it's going to be the same thing. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff was ham-fisted and contrived and all that. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if that is done right and done well, it can be interesting. Are they going to do that? You want to make a story 
Make a story that goes along the lines of Jamie Vardy that plays for Leicester this year, and what a piece of shit he is and was, and how he became like almost the leading goal scorer for a championship team that did not that was expected to do nothing. Yeah, they're not going to do that though. They're yeah. not going to do. That. I don't know, Eric. I think he looks stupid. <laughs> I yeah. was not. I was not interested either. I was bored to tears during that whole thing. I mean, I, I realize that you guys aren't sports fans, but you know, I think you would fully admit how well FIFA sells. Yeah. So I think you understand why they do that, mm-hmm. why they come out with FIFA, but it's just always disappointing every year that the display that they come out with, because it's either Pele coming out there and making no difference to anything, or Alex Hunter's life story about playing for Manchester United. Like, I don't know. Who was the... Um... The manager that they brought out, what was his? Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. that's he's another thing. Go ahead. My least favorite manager. He's the biggest piece of shit. Nice. I can't remember what I compared him to to you guys in the chat, but whatever it was, it was it was spot on. Uh-huh. I don't remember, but he's the worst. This is the cockiest bastard ever. Okay. It was funny because I tuned into EA right when the manager was on the thing, the stage talking, and I remembered how Eric said he hoped that they didn't bring anybody out because it's always really awkward, and we all agreed, and that was the first thing I saw. <laughs> and I was like, there it is. Was it awkward? Ye- oh, yeah. Definitely awkward. It always is. Not as aw- awkward as Jamie Foxx and Zach Efron. and That wasn't awkward. That was great. <laughs> We're going to get into that, I'm hoping. <laughs> That is that was the highlight. That was the best part of the whole EA show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but just to finish up on FIFA, they're adding the Premier League managers to the game. Who cares? I don't care. Do you care? I, yes. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> I'd much rather have Arsene Wenger on the sideline than some stick figure that looks like me. Okay. I don't know. Like, I have to compare this all to hockey. I care way more about that than I do with the Alex Hunter story. Yeah. I have to compare this all to hockey, and I just, I don't know. Do they have the hockey manager, or whatever, coaches in the game? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it doesn't excite me. Hockey, um, or I'm sorry, soccer managers are like a big part of the game, like the personalities that they all have. Yeah. Like, it's kind of a big thing, and it's always like a thing with um, Arsene Wenger's kind of like a laid-back, classy guy, and... He always clashes with Jose Mourinho because he's like a cocky in your face bastard, and like they all have these personalities, and it's kind of like a big talking point in the in the European leagues. So I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so plus one for Premier League managers and a minus one for Alex Hunter. So we're back to even. We're even. <laughs> Another year of FIFA. Okay. <laughs> Then this gentleman named Patrick Soderlund came out to chat about the EA Originals, which is a new program they're doing to support indies. And they showed that game Fee, mm-hmm. it's just F-E, uh, from Zoink Studio, which is a Swedish studio. Uh, and the way they described it is that it's about our personal relationship with nature. There's no dialogue in the game. You play as a young, what are you, a bear club? Bear club. Bear cub? <laughs> No, I think you're a bear club. You're a bear club. Yeah. Uh, so every living creature has a unique song, and apparently as you learn those creatures' songs, uh, you're able to understand 
the forest and progress through the game that way to discover the secret of your own kind. Yeah. yeah. That was the one thing uh, that EA showed that I was actually like legitimately interested in Me too. during their press conference. Yeah. Uh, I like the art style and the the audio. I got a journey the, the, vibe. The sound, yeah, the sounds journey, like Proteus, too, a little bit. Yeah. I got a little there. Ori in the Blind Forest. Out Ori in the Blind Forest. When it first came up. Art style, yeah. Yep. I personally didn't think it looked all that great. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious because it, if that main game mechanic is learning the songs, I wonder if that's as simple as hearing it and then your character just registers that it knows it. Or if it's like Ocarina of Time where you're actually playing the songs, which would be cool. That would be know. cool, but that would also make it a lot harder for me not being musically inclined. No, you just press buttons. Still. Dan. Still. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, any other thoughts on Fee? No. That was no. my favorite thing from EA. Okay. Um, Star Wars was next. Jade Raymond came out, talked about, uh, I have new Battlefront next year, question mark. I think that's the plan. Okay. Yeah, seems that. Okay. Uh, so there's that. The Amy Hennig is creating a new Star Wars game with Visceral, which could be interesting. She's the former uh, prodigy writer from Naughty Dog. And Respawn is apparently exploring a different Star Wars era in an action-adventure game. Is that the one we saw the video for? Or was that the Visceral one? Did we see any? No, that was the that was the Visceral one. That was the one Jay okay. Raymond was working on. Yeah. Uh yeah, and then we saw some developer videos like behind the scenes stuff and that the yeah, the visceral one was just concept art and some early in game footage. I mean, I thought it looked cool. There wasn't much to go on there. Again, it was just Star Wars in a video game. Well so. yeah. I mean all all the this thing was was yeah, we have Star Wars, yeah, we're working on Star Wars. That's that it was just there to remind people that yeah, EA's got the Star Wars license. There I like yeah. I didn't learn anything from that whole part they could have cut it out of the show and i wouldn't have even noticed Mm -hmm. um so there's that ea is working on star wars and then they ended with battlefield one uh they showed a trailer with some in-game footage i saw that trailer probably four times throughout all the press conferences at least yeah uh and then they gave the uh they showed some of the talked about the dynamic weather and and all that bull crap and then we got the the in-depth look at gameplay uh after the press conference with where they brought in all those celebrities including jamie fox and zach efron and a whole lot of pot what a great <laughs> part of the show i couldn't believe it yeah. oh, amazing i thought i mean i thought it was awesome personally yeah. i was surprised by it for sure. Oh, yeah. Zach Efron and Jamie Foxx couldn't have been less interested in Battlefield 1. Uh, and then we found out what they were actually interested in was Wiz Khalifa and the stash that he brought with him. <laughs> yeah, make that make that game go a little smoother. Is that what he said? I believe yeah. that is how Jamie Foxx worded that. Snoop made it a point to say that he had a secret weapon in his arsenal. Um, and I think it was his joint that they, they left him on camera smoking. For oh, yeah. a decent amount of time, 10, 15 Some seconds. Out the mouth. Bubbles always said that uh, Julian would get really high so that he could see into the future when they played hockey. 
Trailer somebody, Park Boys. Yeah. Somebody on Reddit said that they panned out, and they said they saw almost everybody there smoking a blunt besides, I think they said Terry Crews and Richard Sherman were the two that didn't appear to have any. I could see they were I, eating edibles. I could see, well, no, I could see Terry Crews not being into that. He's a, yeah. he's a fitness guy, so. And that's hilarious. To be honest, there was only three people who seemed interested to, like, actually, like, at least played the part. Like, Terry Crews is one of them. Yeah. Snoop was the other, and uh, Zed was the other one. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was highly entertaining, at oh, least. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up was I, I actually think the dynamic weather thing is going to be good for the multiplayer maps. I actually really Guys, like that. I got to cut out for a minute. The weather is, like absurd right now okay so I, i'm gonna have to like shut everything down okay all right i'll be back if i can okay okay buddy bye well that'll do it for episode <laughs> yeah i think uh i think the weather's gonna be a, go- a good thing for changing up like strategy and stuff for when you're when you're playing the multiplayer maps because okay. i said like yeah. darkness is was darkness one of them but fog heavy fog and and like rain and weather uh, i yeah. think that's gonna be really interesting they did say it should influence gameplay yeah. Um, I was really impressed with the blimps, especially when yeah. it crashed. I thought that was awesome. That was really cool. And then it just kind of stayed there. Yeah. Uh, but they also talked about, apparently there's battleships. We can pilot battleships. Nice. Oh, yeah, definitely. On the sea maps. That's awesome. That'll this game fun. is going to be awesome, in my opinion. I just hope the campaign's good. That's my worry. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Dan. I I am curious about the multiplayer, but I'm I'm more intrigued about playing a single player World War One campaign. Yep. Triple A, triple A, wise. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, that's it for EA. Anybody more thoughts on EA? EA was the worst one, I thought. Really? Yeah. I'm going with Ubisoft. There was the least for me on. Uh, EA. There was very little that interested me at all. I liked uh, EA. I I didn't think Ubisoft was that bad. I had one thing that saved Ubisoft for me, which we'll talk about when we get there. But Ubisoft was at least entertaining. EA was just kind of bland, and just, oh, I don't know. I don't know because I like the any mention of Andromeda gets me excited. Yeah. Titanfall two, I was impressed with. Uh, the Star Wars stuff gets me excited. You're right. Like, as a show, it wasn't great. But what caught me off guard and I think worked to their benefit was that they avoided spending a ton of time on sports. Yeah. Yeah. It was still too much for me, though. Okay. Because I wanted no sports. That was my one of my wants uh, that I didn't get, unfortunately. I, they really can't because FIFA, as, like Eric said, is one, is probably their most popular game and yeah. a worldwide bestseller every single year. So they really do need to talk about FIFA at the very least. And in the United States, it's it's Madden. So uh, they really do need to cover those two. Yeah, you're right. I'm glad they didn't cover basketball or, you know, as much as I love hockey, the hockey games haven't interested me in the past few years. So, yeah. So they, yeah. they did as little sports as they, as they could get away with, I think. Yep. But I mean, the addition of the EA original stuff, I think, is is good. You yeah. know, it's it's. I, I felt like this press conference was a lot of EA turning the corner. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Focusing I, on I the don't... stuff people care about, like the hardcore people care about, rather than just you know what earns them money. Mm-hmm. So. 
Then we ready to move on? Yep. Yeah. Bethesda opened with a what turns out to be Quake Champions teaser trailer. Uh, looks like a competitive first-person shooter for PC. Uh, they said that they're putting the emphasis on fast 120 hertz unlocked frame rate gameplay, which I guess Quake was big. The original Quake was big on uh, specs and, and running nice and you know all that stuff. Uh, but they said they said we'll know more at QuakeCon in August. Uh, it is a hero shooter, right, Will? Uh, I don't know if the originals were, but uh, this one is a hero shooter. None of us have any experience with Quake, so no. hence the kind of confusion on our part. No, that's, I mean, so that was unexpected. Yeah. I don't think that leaked at all. No, that was one the first the, I had heard of it. One of the very rare instances of a big announcement Yeah, holding on to its surprise. Yeah. But like you said, it didn't land for us because we're not right. we're not Quake people. The, so. we, we, uh, the arena shooter we played when we were younger is Unreal Tournament. Yep. Uh, other than that, like I never really played those type of games. It was our shooters were like Medal of Honor and uh, um, uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, the old World War II games. Moha. Yeah. Then uh, they trotted Pete Hines out there to talk about last year and how successful they were. Hooray, good for us. It was one of those <laughs> kind of things, which is fine uh, because that was a really good show. Yeah. They, earned, they earned the right to celebrate it this year, yeah. I guess. And then they talked about Elder Scrolls Legend, Legends, which is the upcoming CCG. Uh, looks like another Hearthstone-y Magic the Gathering kind of joint with uh, Elder Scrolls skin on it. Uh, they did say it's coming to all platforms so they got that out of the way right out of the gate. Uh, who knows if it'll all roll out at the same time or not, but I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, it would be, as much as I like Hearthstone, it would be good to get in on the ground floor again for a brand new CCG. Yeah. As long as it's good. Because uh, Hearthstone's getting to that point where people are afraid, you know, the new users are afraid to play because... You guys say it all the time, like you're afraid who you're going to get matched up with, and then you see like a legendary card, and you get all panicky and quit because that was my experience with it like two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah, because you think it's pay to win. It's not. It's just that person has probably been playing uh, since sure. it, since it started or whatever. And yeah, I was just jumping in with my one of my crappy decks that I made a year ago. You know, that's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I get it. Don't don't get me wrong. I get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll probably play that, especially if it's free to play. It sounds like it's going to be, um, yeah, I'll it sounds like shot. taking a lot of cues from, from Hearthstone. So in the Elder Scrolls stuff, I don't know. I feel like I know more about the lore of Elder Scrolls than I do the Blizzard universe. So I'll be able to relate to the cards a little bit more. Mud Crab army. Yeah. That sounds nice. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to Gwent. By the way, we should start a Gwent podcast right now. Right now. <laughs> I'll idea. have to learn how to play Gwent. Even yeah. my hundred in my hundred and fifteen hours of The Witcher Three, I still don't know how to play Gwent. Yeah, I keep getting those quests, and I'm just like, I don't know how to play. Yeah, same here. Uh, then they talked about what's next for Fallout Four. Some of the DLC coming, the Contraptions Workshop. They showed elevators, tracks, conveyor belts. All that's coming next week. So that's right around the corner. Yeah. Um, meh. 
the Vault Tech Workshop stuff where you can build your own vault. That's coming in July of this year. And the last one, uh, they just showed like a postcard that said book your wasteland vacation kind of thing. Come to find out that D- DLC is called Nuka World. Uh, and the sort of setup for that is that it's a lawless former amusement park filled with raiders. And that will be $20. That information comes via Kotaku. So, some more Fallout 4 DLC coming. Kind of makes that $50 season pass worth it. Is that included in the season pass, or is that extra? Oh, maybe it is extra. I bet you it's extra. I don't think that DLC makes it worth it for $20. I think it's included if you have the season pass. Isn't that why they raised the price? Because they said they're going to have more DLC down the line. Maybe. It should be included. If you buy a season pass, that should include every piece of DLC the game ever makes, in my opinion. but Yeah. I was not under the impression that it was included. I thought it was extra. Okay. You could be right. We are not. We can't have confirmation on that yet, I don't think. So for any of this DLC to attract me, the settlement building stuff has to have a purpose in the game. Yeah. And it still doesn't. It might be as fun... Uh, what's the word? Fun distraction on the side, but I don't know. Okay, like... Fallout 3 came out, we got, was it, four or five, like, large chunks of DLC. Story DLC. Story DLC. New Vegas had four. Why in this one we're getting one story DLC and stupid stuff that that's how have That's how DLC no is nowadays. And the chat is confirming that it's included. So. Okay, that's good, though. I, I, yeah. I, that surprises me. Yeah. Well, like Jake we said, in. he only paid $30. Uh, yeah. You're definitely getting your money's worth if you got in early for the $30. If I had bought it when, like, there was deals for it, I could have gotten for, like, $24 when it when it first launched. But I don't like to I don't like to buy the season pass right off the bat because you don't know what's going to be in it, you know? It's yeah. a hard, hard sell. Just waiting for that. Uh, has this happened before where they sold a season pass and didn't deliver? Has that happened in any games? Uh, they might have under-delivered. I don't know that they have, like, not delivered. Because yeah. that's waiting for that to happen. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't want it to be, like, horse armor, you know? Yeah. Um, Any interest from you guys for that DLC, the building stuff? I mean, no, is it going to get really you to go it. back and play more Fallout? That's not going to... I want to go back and play Fallout anyway. The DLC has nothing to do with it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. The only one that interests me is Far Harbor. And the uh, Nuka World stuff, I guess. Yeah. Depending on what that turns out to be. I don't don't think that was dated, so we could be a ways off from that. Sure. Uh, Fallout Shelter updates. New enemies, new combat system, new characters. Coming to PC. July 2016. Uh, PC Fallout Shelter. No, no. No. If I'm sitting at my PC, I'm not playing fallout shelter yep totally agree i'm in (laughs) i don't get it i don't get it it's not for it's not for us it's for yeah they're hopefully they want to attract new people to the fallout universe it'll be it'll be a facebook thing you watch i mean yeah and they could pivot on that to sell fallout 4 you know yeah you never know but Fallout 4 is the perfect casual Fallout game for everybody. <laughs> nice burn, Will. Thank you. That boy. 
and yeah. then my favorite announcement from Bethesda, which is sad, but very true. The Skyrim remaster <laughs> coming to current gen, uh, including the mods on consoles. It's called the Special Edition. And somebody asked Pete Hines on Twitter if mods would still be compatible. And he said, basically, yes, mods would be compatible with the new Special Edition. The exception, turns out, is the script extender. Oh, really? Yeah, which... uh, They'll update that, I'm sure. Right, that's what they said. You know, that will just be a a small software update, which won't take long. And then, basically, all the mods will be compatible. Yeah. Uh, And I guess modders are hopeful, and it seems like this is the case, that the engine upgrade will be to a 64-bit engine, which would give them a lot more power. Uh, to do what they want to do with mods, which I mean, all right, yeah. Let's let's keep Skyrim going for another ten years until sure. Elder Scrolls Six comes out. It was our game of last generation, and I think for good reason. Yeah, there's a lot of good screenshot comparisons yeah. on the web. If you want a better idea of what the the special edition will look like, I think it looks great. I can't wait. Uh, I'm gonna probably get it on PC, depending on the price tag, and it'll get me back into Skyrim. Do you so, have Skyrim? Yeah. The, if you have Skyrim and all the DLC, it's a free download for PC. I'm not sure I have all the DLC. You I could think probably... at one point I bought the Legendary Edition. So Yeah, then you're fine. You're good to go. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to double check that. If not, like find a sale on... The, the DLC is cheap for that anymore, so find a sale for it and just get the pieces that you're missing and you'll have the full... Well, full I'm pretty sure edition. the uh, at, at one point the Legendary Edition was like $6 on yeah. Steam. Yeah, you yeah, can get it for cheap. cheap. It's ridiculous. I wonder what console Eric's going to want to get that on with me. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> it's $30. All of the consoles. Um, okay. New game from Arcane Studios. Prey. Sort of a reboot. People were expecting Prey 2. I don't think they were expecting a rebooted Prey. Or maybe reboot's not the right word, but uh, re- refresh, I guess. Um, Does this count towards my remaster remake? No, because it's not a remaster or a remake. It's a new game. Sorry, you should have you should have included reboots when you made your prediction and re-releases. Yeah, well, I think a re-release would count. Oh, so stick the stick of truth. That's just bundled. Mm. Not necessarily. Hmm. Re- oh no! It, where is it on the? Ne- it's not on the next gen consoles yet, is it? It is now. Oh okay. Yeah, I guess that would hmm. be considered a re-release then. All right. Well, you said remake or remaster. I don't know. We'll have to vote on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, any any thoughts about Prey from you guys? Because I don't have many. I, it looked neat. I'll, I'll 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 pay attention to it. Same. Yeah. Uh, more up. They gave us some info on the updates to Doom multiplayer, uh, including the Unto the Evil multiplayer DLC. I didn't really take many notes on that because I had no context for that. But it sounds like they're trying to make multiplayer Doom more of a thing. Because as of right now, it's not. Is no thing. No one playing the multiplayer. I'm sure people are, but it's not, I don't know. The multiplayer really gives the game longevity, and it sounds like the Doom campaign isn't that long, the single-player campaign. 
So if they can keep people playing that long enough to keep selling them DLC, I think that's probably what they want. Right. And then they talked about the free Doom demo, and they said it was tonight for free in uh, the first level. Yep. Right? Yep. It's about half an hour worth of gameplay, probably. Yeah, that seems crazy. That's stupid. Why? That's not... I don't know. It's enough to get a taste of what Doom's about. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, old school demos, you got more than that. Eh, I don't know. Wait, how long is the... It's about half an hour, I, I guess. I played through it. Well, I couldn't find it. I don't know why. I searched Doom on Steam. I went to the Doom page on Steam. Did you search Doom Demo? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I found it by accident because I, I had made a mental note uh, to download it as soon as I was done watching the thing. Of course, I forgot, like I always do. Uh, and then I was just... I was perusing Steam like a couple days later. I was like, "Hey, Doom demo!" So I downloaded it and gave it a shot. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why you can't find it, Corey. That's weird. Uh, uh, yeah, and I thought it was a good opportunity to try it. Yeah, because I've been wanting to play it, but I don't know. No, the Elder do. Scrolls Online was next. They gave, put out a little hype video, like, "Oh, we're great." Look at our numbers. Woohoo. Uh coming to Japan. I don't know, is the Elder Scrolls big in Japan? I guess it doesn't matter. Don't Maybe. know. I don't know. And they gave the they showed the Dark Brotherhood DLC launch video, which looks cool. I, I like the Elder Scrolls online, uh, having just recently gone back to it. I thought the storytelling in it was really good. Um I actually compared it to Fallout Four, uh, for argument's sake in showing you know what you can do in a open world RPG, and uh, I thought the Elder Scrolls Online delivered more of that than Fallout Four. Mm-hmm. Um, they also announced a interesting feature called One Tamriel, which basically means there's no level restrictions, so you scale up to the le- the zone that you're in, which I think is is great. Yeah, that way you can group with your friends no matter how far ahead of you they are. No matter the level, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've done it the other way where if you're a higher level, you scale down like yep. Guild Wars did that. Yep. And EverQuest had that... Uh, they added it on later. Some Mentoring some... system. Yep. Where you could scale down to the level. Um, but scaling up is an interesting concept. But I think it will work in a game like Elder Scrolls because, again, it's it's less about, like, I'm going to make my character the most powerful. It, and it's more about storytelling yeah. and exploration and... Being being you know. part of the world. Exactly. So I think, I think it's a, a good feature for the Elder Scrolls Online. And it kind of... Now that I have it, maybe I'll go check out some of those areas and just explore. You know? Yeah. Be fun. Uh, then they... Talked about the VR stuff, including the Doom virtual tour in hell. Did you any of you guys see any video from that? I'm no. curious. I'm curious. Uh, and then the Fallout 4 in VR with the HTC Vive coming next year. I would like to experience that, I think. Yeah, I said, uh, I, I still think 
I wouldn't want to play like Fallout 4 or Skyrim all in VR. I wouldn't want to play that game in VR. But like a guided tour, uh, yeah. we talked about like on horseback or in the back of a wagon or something where you're being infotained along the way. Like maybe you see fights along the way and, you know, you're getting uh, lore spelled out to you and, and they're showing you ruins and talking about the backstory of cities and all that stuff. Like what a great immersive way to relax in like a video game universe yeah uh without you know playing a video game or maybe you're the uh you know the the skyrim prisoner at the, at the beginning of the game there you go you're just sitting in a wagon like looking around seeing, they gotta take you from one end of the con- continent to the other yeah that would that would that would be neat yeah, yeah that'd be cool uh, that, I don't know if that has any longevity, but it would be a cool experience. Here's the thing. I don't think it has to do. It has to have longevity because yeah. th- something like that, the game already exists. Yeah. Once they figure out the tech, uh, something like that I feel like would be really easy to develop for because all you're doing is sitting and watching. And you... they could sell it for like 10, 15 bucks. Who wouldn't, who, who wouldn't buy that that liked like was into the Elder Scrolls universe. Yeah. You could even like open it up to the community and have the community make make their own versions. Like maybe someone would make one on where you fly around on the back of a dragon and shoot fireballs at people like There you, you go. Know, you open it up to mods and who knows what people what interesting things people will come up with where yeah. you're not actually up and running around and moving where you're stationary. Mhm. Yeah. I think I mean that's the that's if I was a developer a vr developer especially that's like the angle i would pursue with a lot of this stuff yeah and i I know people are kind of it's kind of cliche to say like oh like your batman experience or your doom experience or your elder scrolls experience but i think each of those intellectual properties has an interesting virtual reality experience in them yeah of some kind sure dishonored 2 they showed a teaser first, which made the game look cool. Uh, I thought it was about as stylish as Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. High praise. Yeah. Uh, but then they showed the gameplay, and I wasn't that impressed with it. I I talked about it on the, the Sif and Gone sideshow. <laughs> There's a second plug, Will. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I just thought it looked – like the animations especially didn't – it made it look like it didn't feel very good to play. Yeah. And I, it's tough to say without actually playing it, but... That was kind of my problem with the first one. Um, it didn't... And I think part of the, part of the reason was playing with with the controller. I, I've heard that if you play it with a keyboard and mouse, it's a little more precise, I guess. And, and that precision goes a long way in helping Dishonored. Uh, I haven't experienced that yet, but I, I, di- I wasn't in love with how it controlled with the on the 360. Um, I will go back and play the first one again, but I I was actually interested in it, Corey. I thought I thought it looked looked good. Um, uh, that seems to be the consensus. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely in the minority on on Dishonored Two, but it, it's it's tough to say just by watching a video, you know, yeah. online of gameplay. Um, For me, it was but, like uh, the, I thought the abilities were were neat and interesting, and uh, the way the the player in the game mixed their abilities like that's what's what's interesting. For me, you know, I I also when I played the first Dishonored was just garbage at stealth games. I've since gotten a little bit better at stealth games, a little bit more patient. Uh, so I think that's going to help when I, I I will get Dishonored too when it comes out. So yeah, I don't know. There just wasn't 
I got the video going in the chat right now. I just didn't see anything that sure. that tickled my tickled my fancy. But yeah. uh, what was your guys' favorite bits from Bethesda, Dan? You you especially because I know Will's answer. Um, I, I I really just think the Skyrim thing was a great idea. I don't, I I'm surprised it took them this long to do it. Uh, but I think they wanted to actually make it better than it was, especially graphically. You know, I really think they wanted to to take the time to improve the visuals. And there's a huge difference. Like Corey said, if you spend any time on the internet looking at comparison screenshots, comparison videos, it's a huge difference. Uh, all the all the lighting and, and depth of field stuff that they did, it's, it looks really good. So yeah, um, that was interesting. It's also smart of them to do that because it seems like the next Elder Scrolls is a ways away. Yeah, that's yeah. the impression that I got from from Bethesda. So, I think they actually, uh, uh, what's his name, Todd Howard, actually confirmed that. Yeah, I think he said. I think did I write down the quote? It's like it's a ways off. Was yeah. the was the quote? He said that they know what they want to do with the game. They said that they need the technology to catch up or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Or something along those lines. So, yeah. No, Why I not put out the remaster and let people play it again. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite thing from Bethesda though. I, I I really thought that was that was one of my wants from Bethesda was was info on that and I think it's a good idea. So, let's not talk about our wants for E3. Yeah. Cuz I only got one of my like two dozen <laughs> I got a couple of them, but most of the ones that I I did end up getting were minor things, kind of. Except for yeah. except for Microsoft had nailed a few of my wants. But speaking of Microsoft, MS first show on Monday morning. Was it Monday morning? Afternoon, twelve thirty. Yeah, twelve thirty. They opened up with the video showing the new Xbox One S, which is a slimmer, sleeker, up to two terabyte hard drive with an integrated power supply model. Yeah. The integrated power supply was big because a lot of people complained about the power brick. Yeah. And how outdated how outdated the power brick on the console was. So that yep. definitely saves a lot of space. It's kind of embarrassing. You know, people come over and yeah. they're like, what is that? Yeah. Thing? There's giant, uh, really hot power brick. Yeah. Uh, I kid you not, because my PlayStation 3 is on the shelf below, like, my new consoles, and the brick is down there. So not only is it, like, 40 degrees warmer down there, like, the PlayStation, I have to, like, turn it a little bit so it fits a little bit better because the brick sticks out so far. Yeah. It is embarrassing. (laughs) It's a talking piece. (laughs) Uh, 4K Blu-ray, which is nice because I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to get with PlayStation, so it's nice that Xbox is is in step with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, new controller, right? Bluetooth-compatible controller, too, I've heard. Which that's, is I was confused by that, because I thought they were already all Bluetooth. Not Xbox. Oh, okay. Nope. All right, so does that mean I can use my Xbox S controller for my phone? Yep. Wow. Yeah. They're going to standardize the because they standardize their their controller for PC. It's probably going to end up being the standard controller for mobile devices now too. Yeah, I feel like uh, Microsoft. All Microsoft stuff is just like this big gamble, and it. I feel like it's giving gamers what they want. Yeah, but it could be at a huge expense to sure. them. Uh, sure. We can talk about that in a little yeah. bit, though. We'll get there. Uh, Three hundred bucks. Yeah. 
for the slim model uh, coming out in August. Was there an exact date? Uh, it got pushed back, I guess. I heard just that not that long ago. Pushed back till December. What? The Bre- slim? Breaking news, yeah. Hang on. I'll see if Are I can find it real quick. No. I the thing they just announced literally like two days ago. Yeah. What happened? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> that's it's kind, of, it's kind of funny. Well, that's, I mean, because they announced the Scorpio at the end of this press conference. Who's going to buy a slim in December if the Scorpio's coming out? Uh, won't launch. Yeah, the three hundred dollar version of the Xbox One. At, oh, the, maybe it's just the three hundred dollar version. Uh, okay, won't launch. Which is the smaller December. hard drive one? That's the smaller five, hard drive one. Five hundred gigs. Yeah, is it's yeah yep. Uh, and the two terabyte one is four hundred dollars. Will be available in August. Why? I don't know. No, I I think the Scorpio is far enough off that I don't think it's going to hurt sales of the xbox one because no one even know like it might cost 700 bucks you don't know with how powerful it is right so if you're at the the least bit interested in buying an xbox you're probably yeah. not going to wait in a year and a half right with with so many maybes uh, at this point but we'll, we'll get to that 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 was at the end of their press conference so go ahead Corey. um eric texted us and said he thinks there's a tornado near his oh nice area he'll be all right I'm going to text and say to go to the basement. You know, just so we're not responsible if anything happens. Yeah. He's on the clock, so. That's true. Gears 4. Uh, Crossplay for, which means Xbox One, PC compatible. You buy it digitally on one, you get it on the other. Uh, And that's for all game modes. And they showed a good amount of co-op gameplay, which looks fun. Uh, I'm always a fan of the atmospheric shooters. Mm-hmm. This looks like one of them. They showed that one gun that uh, it's like bouncing discs that you shoot. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, saw blades. Yeah, that looked fun. Yeah, we've seen that in shooters before, but yeah, I've, yeah. I yeah can't remember where and when, but I know we have. Was it in a Gears game? I don't think so. I I want to say it was like an Unreal Tournament type of game. It might not not have been Unreal Tournament, but something similar. Mm. And then they showed that special edition Gears controller, which I thought looked awesome. Yeah, I really want one of the Elite control that Elite Xbox controllers because my Xbox 360 controller is starting to show its age. It's probably seven years old or eight years old. It's starting to starting to get a little whooped, and I, I would love to upgrade to the Elite one, but it's it's an expense. Uh, but yeah, the Xbox Play Anywhere stuff, uh, I really like that. That's um. Not only is it you you buy it once digitally and you have it for PC and Xbox, but also like it saves your progress. So like if you're, uh, I don't know, just for example, going on a business trip, uh-huh. you know, you play in Gears Four on your Xbox. You have a laptop that can play Gears. So you you know you take your laptop with you on on yeah. your road trip and fire up Gears. You know, in your hotel room or whatever. Or you've got cool. your PC at home with your family and your Xbox at your mistress's house. <laughs> or that, yeah. You know, yep. just options. Microsoft looking out for the good guy. Did you hear sure. about Microsoft doing that, uh, creating that software uh, for marijuana seed tracking? No. Yeah, this is big announcement today that they're like pro pot, uh-huh. and they're creating this software to track marijuana seeds or something. I didn't read the article; I just saw the headline. Well, they're located in Washington State. There you go. So, yeah, hippies. <laughs> 
But what did you think about Gears, though, Dan? Your Gears, it looked Dan. good. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Gears. I'm glad it's coming to PC. That's that's a good thing. That might be the game that gets me to actually spend money on a win, the Windows 10 store thing uh, because I've always I've always loved the Gears series. Yeah, I thought it looked cool. Yeah. Um, the last Gears I know didn't land very well, but uh, that was yeah. not. It wasn't Gears Three. What what was that what that one called? Ultimate Gears. No, the not the not the Something remaster. Dawn or Hammer? I don't. I don't. It was the last Xbox 360 one. Didn't Dawn didn't, Hammer? Didn't, Hammer Dawn? Hammer of Dawn? The third Gears of War? No, not Gears of oh, War Judgment. three. Judgment. Judgment. I was close. Yeah, um, that one did not do that well. Gears three was awesome though. I didn't. I didn't play uh, Judgment, so I can't can't comment on it. But yeah, Gears four looked good. Yeah, Killer Instinct. Talked about hype. We're so successful. Pat ourselves on the back. And then they talked about General Rom from Gears. Gears. Yep. Uh, coming to Killer Instinct. Didn't do much for me. I don't play Killer Instinct, and I'm not that close to the Gears of War IP, so I guess it's good for KI fans. But uh, thoughts on that? No? Meh. Good. Meh. Okay. Forza Horizon 3. They showed a yeah. teaser. I thought that looked like a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. The also crossplay. The Horizon uh, uh, games for Forza are like as somebody who does not like racing games all that much. The Horizon games are way are the type of games that like non racing fans like because they're just a lot of fun. It's like this open world where there's a lot of like beautiful landscapes out there. And you just listen to the radio and you're driving around and like doing some races here and there and like making your car look awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm really into the the Horizon games. It's like Burnout. Yeah. Did you guys play Burnout? I have some of the Burnouts on Steam, but I have not played them yet. Yeah, but the the interesting thing about that was uh, again cr- the crossplay, crossplay, yep. cross buy. Uh, they had the on stage demo of um, someone p- playing it on a high end PC, someone playing it on like a normal gaming PC, someone playing it on all together on an Xbox One. So. They had the dude in the with the racing wheel. Yeah, they had the... they had someone with the full racing setup too. Yeah, that's I. That's my like when I win the lottery investment. Yeah. The one with the kegerator on it. Uh, so we were all very impressed with Forza. Yeah. Um, good. Out September twenty seventh. Can't tell you the last time I bought a racing game. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna get it, Dan? Maybe on Steam. It's not gonna be on Steam. I don't think yeah, it'll be. Although, right. talk about this, yeah, you're you're right. Sorry. Although, um, not during the the press conferences, but in 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 an interview later, Phil Spencer did say some of their games would be going to Steam. He didn't specify what? which ones, but some of them would be going to Steam. Probably Maybe. all all the ones that don't have like a crossplay or multiplayer component or Maybe. anything, where but, there's no reason to keep them in the Microsoft ecosystem. That could very well be, yeah. Halo 5 confirmed. <laughs> no, but they did say Halo 6 is all but confirmed to be on PC, the next Halo oh. game. So. I thought they said the opposite. No. They all mm. but confirmed it, I guess. I just read that like right before we started. Okay. ReCore had a very stylish teaser. Uh, stylish in the graphic design sense. Uh, didn't see much about that. We saw some different robots that seemed like they had like different archetypes. Yep. 
for the robots in Recore. Uh, that's also cross-play. Or just Xbox One and PC. I don't know. I can't decipher my notes. It's a uh, Play Anywhere. Xbox Play Anywhere game. What's the difference between cross-play and Play Anywhere? Play Anywhere is just where if you buy it on one, you get it on the other for free. Cross-play uh, is like... I mean, Some of them are both, but cross-play is where you can play on PC or uh, play with people on PC or Xbox. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Recore. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like there was enough there. It looks interesting. Yeah, it's one. It's one. If it gets good reviews, I'll buy it. Keep your eye on. I think it's only supposed to be forty bucks too. From what See, I gather, that's a red light to me, or red light. That's the word I'm looking for. It's, green light. It's it's well, no, it's the premium indie price. Like it's it's an indie game, you know, like a forty dollar indie game. Yeah. I guess that freaks me out a little bit, though. I look at a game like that, and I want a triple A record. Sure. I don't want. I don't know. Uh, they brought out some Square Enix guys for the Final Fantasy 15 stuff. They showed the first ever demo on Xbox One. Uh, it was a gameplay demo of them fighting what appears to be a large boss of some sort. I'm starting to get worried about Final Fantasy 15. Uh oh. I. Uh, starting to feel like there's too much going on like there's too much in that game and it's gonna my worry is that you're gonna be playing less and like watching more and following like on screen prompts to press buttons rather than figuring out the mechanics uh, and then mastering those mechanics I just feel like it's gonna be like quick time events and you know because it seems like they're going for this huge epic scale of a game uh, and that I don't know. I feel like that limits your gameplay potential. I sort of got that vibe with boss fights, but not like normal fights. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because as you said, they're going for such a large scale. Like that boss was humongous. Yeah. That they were fighting. And he was just like pressing X to like dodge. And then yeah, he was following the on-screen prompts. Yeah. Now use blizzard. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's just for boss fights. It could have been a tutorial boss fight. I don't know. We'll see. I just this is the first time I was saw some of the videos for Final Fantasy 15 and started to get a little nervous. Uh oh, it's because you love Final Fantasy so much. Well, cancel it. Love hate. It shouldn't yeah. exist. You don't like it. It shouldn't exist, right? Cancel it. Start a petition. <laughs> I just can't say. We get ten thousand signatures. The White House has to respond. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's exactly what they want to respond to. <laughs> the division update including the Underground expansion, uh, first on Xbox One. I think we knew the Division content updates would come to Xbox One first last year. Yeah. I feel like I remember uh, we had the discussion um, that that's a really good get for Microsoft if the Division turns out to be something, and it did. Right. It is something, so that's a good get. Uh, I don't know how much they showed of the Underground stuff here. I know another. we saw it in another press conference Ubisoft. So we can just save that talk sure. for then. And then they showed Battlefield 1, uh, you can, which you will be able to play first with EA Access on Xbox, uh, which give you... Or Origin Access on PC. Three days early or something like that? It's a, a week, I think, or five oh, days. Week. Yeah. Okay. Or Origin Access on PC, too, Corey. Another good get. Yeah. I mean, I think those partnerships... We're smart for Microsoft, really. Yeah, the it's it's a really good deal. It's it ends up I think it's like five dollars a month for access. So if it's if there are a bunch of games on there that you don't have, 
Yeah. Like Dragon Age Inquisition's on there. Uh, I think like the Mass Effect trilogy's on there. Uh, it's it's basically the cost of one game per year. You get access to all these games that they and they're going to keep building the vault for. Yep. It really is a it's a Including good deal. Early access to to other games that er, you buy. Early access and digital discounts too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think Eric's been a supporter of the vault for yeah. a while now. Mm-hmm. If he's still alive. Right. Then they talked about the Xbox Live updates. Uh, they mentioned bringing more live servers to increase reliability, uh, the ability to play background music over your games and everything else you're doing, which I thought was a feature already, but I guess I was wrong. It is for the PlayStation 4. Oh, okay, so they're just catching up there. Yeah. Cortana coming to your Xbox One, or Xbox Live, I should say. I tried to use Cortana on PC, but I couldn't figure it out. I need a microphone that's always listening. Yeah. Cortana always yeah. pops up at random times for me. I think I turned it I think I turned it off, like it went should. to the features and turned it off. Yeah. That's why it wasn't working. I don't know. I uh, I kept hoping Apparently she's more useful than Siri. Really? But I don't know. It's not hard. Alexa's the one you want. Yeah. Yeah. I was I kept hoping they were going to announce the Xbox Live is going to be free. That's what I thought. I thought they were going to drop that bomb. Because that's one of my one of my hang-ups, too, about going back uh, and getting a console again. Is having to pay for online in addition to all the other expenses. Yeah. It's not It's not a lot. It's $40 a year, but that's, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a game that I'm going to be missing out on because I have my limited budget. So is Xbox Live on PC going to start being a thing? It's already a thing on PC. It's there's no cost to it. Well, like those uh, Xbox Live games for gold or whatever. Oh, I don't know if you can get get if they'll start having free games for that. That would be great. That would be great. Although that's p- part of that is a reward for uh, people who pay for the service. Well, that's what I'm saying. If I pay for Xbox Live, are are they going to start doing cross uh, or not cross uh, play anywhere games as part of the Maybe. games for gold? Maybe. It's incentive. Yeah. I mean, and it, they could make a really awesome PC version of Xbox Live, you know, good community, social features. It's basically the same thing. On it PC. is? Yeah, you have the Already? app on your computer. That's stupid. It's built into <laughs> Windows 10. Yeah. No, I, I, I would be, hmm, depending on the games, I would be tempted to pony up the whatever a month yeah. to get some free games each month. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, it's already on your computer. It's as long as you connected your like I I I've signed into it on occasion just to see what my huge list of Xbox Live friends are playing. Uh, it has it has my gamer score on there from uh, from my Xbox 360 and all that stuff. So I got some achievements when I played the the uh, free Forza game. Yeah, it's all there. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, language region independence, which basically means you just set your language depending on the region. Doesn't matter. It's always going to be the language you want. Uh, they announced clubs on Xbox Live, which is like, is that like Yahoo clubs? It's like a thing? community yeah. you can create. Okay. Yeah, like for, I guess forums kind of thing, like a forum for each game. Sure. I don't know. Uh, like the Steam community stuff. Yeah. 
they have, they do really really well with where people post guides and you know uh-huh. configurations and all that stuff. Uh, are you looking for group option, which is just a simple way to find other gamers, which I think is smart. Yeah, there's a lot of people that play games that don't have real life friends to play with, or f- they have real life friends that don't play video games too. Uh-huh. It was funny the amount of people that I saw uh, when I was reading specifically about that announcement. Uh, how many people went on the thing and they're like, I have no friends. So this is a good feature for me. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they were just being trolls, but still, it, it was still funny. <clears throat> uh, and then the arena tournament platform. Again, another platform for community-run tournaments. Um, and I think they said all this stuff is coming this fall. So quite a few updates to Xbox Live coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. Minecraft. All platforms can play together. That's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Including mobile, right? Yep. Uh, Oculus, too. Yep. Oculus, Minecraft. That'd be all right. Yeah. I'd be into that. Sure. Uh, and then they talked about Realms, which I was a little confused by, but it kind of sounded like it was like a persistent online world that you kind of just set up and it runs on its own. Yep, and you you know, you know can invite your friends in it. They can bounce in and out of it as they want and not have right. to worry about you like keeping a server running at all times. Yeah, so, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then they added texture packs to the Pocket Edition. So mm-hmm. if you got the Pocket version, you can get some nicer textures. I never got into Minecraft, so this didn't do anything for me. No. But. It's good for Minecraft people, though, I would think. Yeah. And then they showed that build-your-own-Xbox controller where you mod, add different color stuff um, on the Xbox. I forget the design webpage, but you design your own controller, and then I imagine you pay for it, and they ship it to you. Yeah. It's probably not cheap, though. Wouldn't think so. I, I, I had meant to go and check before this episode. See if I me being it. me, I forgot, so get it personalized i think it's like xbox design labs or something like that yeah that sounds right xbox design labs because as i said my my xbox 360 controller is uh starting to be a little whipped so uh at at some point i'll at least get the xbox one controller i think long in the tooth yeah um moving along they showed a little teaser for play dead's new game is that Play Dead Limbo? Play, yeah. Uh, their new game, Inside, which comes out June 29th. That's, you know, right around the corner from here. Uh, and simultaneously announced Limbo free on Xbox One. If you have not played Limbo and you have an Xbox One, there's no reason not to get it and play it. It's one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts at seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, 80 bucks. Does that include personal branding? Like getting oh. your name on there? Getting your gamer tag? I just started this. Sephiroth XXX. 69. 69, 420. You can get the regular Xbox One controller for, like, if you find a sale, like, 40 bucks. So you're looking at about double. Yeah. Uh, Apparently that new Play Dead game is really good. Yeah. It looks really good. And uh, I think the guy on stage said it's one of the best games he's ever played. Uh, which sounds like hyperbole, but I've heard from a few different places that it's a really, really awesome game. Uh-huh. So keep your eye out for that because I think that, I think it's coming it out soon, some, right? June 29th. Oh, dang it! Yeah, it's like two weeks. 
Yeah. Okay. Which that led into the independent games montage. The first clip we saw was from Cuphead. Which, uh, while we're on the topic of Cuphead, I was listening to Kind of Funny Games today, and they were saying how there are two aspects to that game. The boss fighting stuff, which is really good, and the platforming stuff, which is not so good. I've heard it's kind of busy work, the platforming. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like it was an afterthought. Could be. Yeah, Eric says he's going to be back in a minute, and he'll probably want to talk Cuphead, but uh, we'll move through. They... I, I wrote down all the names of the games. Uh, Outlast, Deliver Us to the Moon, Flinthook, Far, Slime Rancher, Shadow Tactics, Figment, The Calling, For the King, Beacon, Stardew Valley, yeah. Hand of Fate 2, Below, Raiders, Bloodstained, Ukulele, and Everspace. That Those were all the indie games in their montage. Uh, Xbox One, again, killing it with the, the indies. If you want to engrave something on your controller, it becomes eighty nine or eighty nine ninety eight. Yeah, so it's another I, ten bucks. Mark yep. up. Okay. So. Uh, then we saw We Happy Few, the gameplay. What was with that redactor machine? What was that guy doing at the redactor machine? He okay. I, I talked about this in our chat. The, this game to me seems like a mix between Aldous Huxley's Brave New World and George Orwell's Nineteen Eighty Four. Winston Smith's job in 1984 is to change news stories. Okay. So I think that's what he was doing. He was changing news stories maybe to make them seem more happy. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, so that that's the impression that I got from watching that. And then the the all this the Brave New World thing is everyone uh in that world takes like a a drug. I think it's called Soma actually. Joy. Uh, no, not, I'm not talking about We Happy Few. I'm talking about Brave oh. New World. I think it's called Soma. Uh, they take that to to put their mind at ease and be happy about things. Now, I'm going to say this before Eric gets here and calls me an idiot. This was my game of the show. Yeah. Uh, be, yeah. Being a fan of dystopian worlds and how creepy and weird that looks, it looked amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. I was definitely sold I... on that. I remember covering this game maybe for the fall games preview or something like that or maybe release it. I don't remember. I think I covered this, but, like, I never saw anything from it. So, like, this is the first time that I had seen anything from it, and I was blown away by it. Yep. So good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it looks awesome, too. Uh, what's the game, though? What's the gameplay? What is it? What do you do? I don't, I don't know. know. It doesn't matter. They've got me interested enough that I don't care. Oh sure, <clears throat> I'm with you. I thought it looked awesome too, but I just wanted like, is this a shooter? Is this uh, adventure like platformer? Uh, I don't know. I think survival horror. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you're going to be escaping from. One of the things I thought was funny is uh, once once they realized he wasn't ta- the main character wasn't taking his his joy. The the, the name for those people is a downer. Yeah, like, that's funny. <laughs> Got to meet a character named Debbie. <laughs> Uh, doesn't take her joy. <laughs> so the genres are psychological thriller and survival horror. And I do know that while you're doing missions, if you get caught um, being a downer, because you can try to like blend into crowds, but you can only blend in for so long before they realize that you're a downer. Mm. But they like once you get caught, you have to like try and get away or whatever. And if you don't uh, or you can't like fight them off, they give you joy and you forget your like mission completely. That sounds wow. cool. Because you get reintegrated back into society. 
Yeah, I got like a, a Rapture Bioshock, yeah. Rapture kind of vibe. Which is, again, one of the reasons why yep. I like those so much is the dystopian nature of the yeah the worlds. Creepy. Corey froze. Corey? Will? Ah. And we had a... We had Skype Diana, so uh, try and recontact everybody. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to pause this, so uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Okay, and we're back. Uh, after our technical difficulties, Corey's internet apparently decided to uh, crap out temporarily. Uh, it's, not, it's not my internet. It's Time Warner's internet. Yeah. Let's blame it on them. I Well, yeah, I mean, I... I just briefly, uh, I read recently uh, the New York State Attorney General uh, specifically called out Time Warner for their for their poor internet performance in New York. Uh, not just the slow speeds that they offer, but a lot of people's speeds weren't even at what they were supposed to get and what they were paying for. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's a sign of yep. uh, improvements. Uh, Time Warner was also recently bought out by another company. Um, so hopefully they offer faster speeds. We'll see. Comcast? No, it was Charter Communications, and they're. Re- oh, I thought Comcast bought Time Warner. They were going to. That was next. Oh, good. Um, yeah, it's. I think Charter Communications bought Time Warner, and I think they're rebranding to Spectrum. What the hell? Oh God! I don't care, and none of it matters. I just want faster internet. You know, that's all that matters. Just give me citywide wide. Give me Y Max. I would even take like not even. Uh, download upgrade, but a upload upgrade. There's no reason yeah. why the fastest we could get around here is five megabytes up. It's pathetic. Yeah. But anyway, enough about that. Uh, we were talking about We Happy Few. Um, I think we all agreed. We really liked it. Right? Yes, indeed. So, which leads us into the next game, Gwent. Gwent. The standalone Gwent. With crossplay multiplayer, which we talked a little bit about already. Uh, also, they mentioned a single-player campaign, which I was reading a Kotaku article about Gwent. They said, Corey, what is Gwent? It's an in-game card game. You remember Tetramaster from Final Fantasy? Yeah. It's uh, Yeah, it's like a in-game, in, in The Witcher 3, it's their in-game card game. Right. Pub game. That people, uh, people got raging boners for. Yeah. I was telling but, telling Corey, was it before we started? Did I or was it during the episode? I've played 115 hours of The Witcher, and I don't know how to play Gwent. Gwent. Still. I didn't play a second of Gwent yeah. myself. Yeah, I played one match, I think, and that was it. Yeah, I'm about the same. Just to get the quest. Yeah. Uh, but Kotaku says it's actually several campaigns, each lasting more than 10 hours. Wow. Uh each with their own top-down maps and optional areas to explore and all that RPG goodness. Uh, in Along that line, you're also making decisions along the way, which sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, once I figure out how to play Gwent, that could be a lot of fun. And you're not always Geralt. Um, sometimes you're different characters. So, Looking forward to Gwent. Yeah, I'll be interested. I'll pay attention to it. And, uh, we can start our Gwent podcast once we learn how to play. Yeah. I will have to learn how to play first. 
Yeah, it'd be all right. Uh, Tekken 7 was then shown, starting with a cinematic trailer, and then we saw some gameplay. Uh, that's coming out early in 2017. They have a story mode that combines cinematics and gameplay. Uh, it looks pretty cool, where, um, you know, there's like a movie that you watch, and then that falls seamlessly into an actual fight that you play, and then it goes back to another little video. Uh, so that looked all right. Xbox Gold members get Tekken Tag 2 for free. Do you download it, Eric? Yep. Nice. I played a match. And? Oh, boy, did I get my ass thoroughly kicked. Uh, who were you? Corey, do you remember who I always used to use? Huarang. Uh, I don't know why. Huarang? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was Huarang and Eddie. Probably the two cheapest characters in the game, in my opinion. Which one's Eddie? Eddie is like the Jamaican dude that um, does like break dancing. Oh yeah, he was the one that had all the leg sweeps and stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, that is cheap. <laughs> yeah, so like, but it, but I it, but still got it, the floor wiped. I was gonna say it. it didn't didn't make a difference, did it? No, not at all. Hmm. Can't remember who my go to was in Tekken. Graham was always Paul. I always liked the the bears. I don't remember what their names were. It was just because I thought it was cool that you could play as a bear in a fighting game. Yeah. That was Tekken, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Leon? Leo? The bear? Leo. Was that a character in Tekken? I don't know. It's been a very long time. Bandai Namco's Tekken 7 thing. Yeah. Dead Rising 4. Xbox One and Windows 10 Holiday 2016. I don't know much about Dead Rising, so I can't really talk too much about it. But I played. All right. I played one and I two. I think that's coming to PS4 too, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Well, could... Dead Rising Three was exclusive. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know very that's little the only about. Reason I mentioned that about Dead Rising, so. I played one and two. Uh, a lot of people are saying, from what I gather, it's a return to form, because Dead Rising one and two were silly. Uh, and you know, it, it's one of those type of games that gave you like weird stuff just to mow down lots of zombies with. I think Dead Rising Three is a little more serious than Dead Rising uh, One and Two. It was still pretty silly, was it? Yeah, maybe not as much as the first two, but it definitely had the silliness. Yeah, I just remember I think it was Dead Rising Two, uh, putting on a Lego head and getting a <laughs> sword and just wading through endless zombies, chopping them to bits. Nice, it's fun. Yeah, it's a good game. I mean, I never I'll played. Get it. I never played three, but I I did really like uh, one and two. I started three, and I don't know why I stopped, but I didn't get very far into it. Something else must have come out. Yeah, but I played it like late because I know that was a launch game. Right. Uh, but I played it later. I had a good time with what I played, though. I keep meaning to buy it when it's on sale on Steam, but I'll probably wait till it's like five bucks, and then I'll get it. I'll buy Dead Rising 4. Thanks. Sure. <laughs> uh, Scalebound was the next thing, which we saw a little bit of last year. Uh, haven't heard much about it since, but they showed the, quote, biggest boss fight Platinum has ever made in Scalebound. Uh, I don't know if I'd as, buy that. And as part of that, yeah, you, you, you know, you played some Platinum games. Yeah. As part of that, they showed the four-player co-op. Uh, it's also a play anywhere game. 
it didn't really do much for me. I wasn't too captivated. You were like riding around on a dragon, right? I liked like, what. Yeah, uh, I liked what I saw last year more than what I saw this year of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. There's nothing in there really jumped out at me as, as something I want to play. So. So my only experience with this is the trailer I just watched in our live stream that you're playing on YouTube right now, Corey. Yeah. It didn't do anything for me either. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the uh, the gameplay they showed last year, he was, like, running around in an open field fighting things, but also, like, calling in his dragon to attack things and then occasionally jumping on it and riding around and then jumping off and having having him and his dragon fight things separately again. That that looked interesting. The, the boss battle... Didn't look. Uh, it looked a lot like a lot of QTEs, type yeah. of thing, which I know they they did that in some of their other boss battles, but yeah, it didn't. I don't know. No, I'm I'm still interested. I'll pay attention to it and see see what it's like closer to release. And I think that pro- protagonist was particularly likable. <laughs> no, not at all. He was actually punchable. <laughs> he did punchable have, faces. Punchable face. Yes, it's a good subreddit. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> Like, compared to, like, Bayonetta 2 or even uh, The Wonderful 101, it didn't didn't do as much for me as those two games. Didn't, didn't tickle your Gucci? So far. Ooh. We will, we will see. Uh, what about yeah. Sea of Thieves, which was next? Another play anywhere. Uh, they showed a hype trailer. And then they showed the uh, people playing together from whatever event they had. The... Living the pirate life, all as one. Do you guys think their reactions were genuine? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, okay. They're, I mean, it's not they. They never, never seemed over the top. They, they seemed like uh, just people enjoying okay. what they were playing. That's just that's what I gathered from it. So I've heard this game described as Destiny Pirates. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was tickled by what I saw. Uh, being into pirate stuff, uh, I thought it looked awesome. Here's my thing. At this point, if I see anything that's co-op focused, I'm pretty much out. Right. Because I never play games with anybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I think, I think I said I wish this game came out when I was still, like, in high school. Will, you're too quiet. You did. I think. Is that better? Yeah. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I hope I don't breathe into the mic. But I said that I wish this game came out when I was in high school because I had all the time to play this, and, like, everybody had the time to play something like this. Will, put your mic right under your nose. It is. No, it's it's not. Under your mouth. Well, then I breathe into it. If it's under your nose, you're less likely to breathe into it. No, because I have it up all here right, before. All right, you never, said, ne- never Oh, mind. you're breathing into it. Or never move, you mind. Move it out a little bit, too. Just get a little windscreen thing for it. I'll just end the call right now. <laughs> Will's going to Irish goodbye it. Will, yeah. do you ever listen, though? Do you ever go back and listen to the podcast? I haven't unless I'm not on it. All right. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I thought the Sea of Thieves stuff, I thought the world looked sparse. Yeah, it does look sparse. It's playing right now in the chat, and it, do- it looks sparse. It it looks like it could be fun, they but o- like you said, Corey, it doesn't look like there's much to do. They yeah. only they only set it up for for ship combat. That's what they wanted people to do. Uh, they uh-uh. wanted, yeah. 
No, I want to. I want to go dig up treasure. And... No, that's Absolutely. the the demo that they played was set up specifically for ship combat. Uh, the whole uh, game uh, is going to have all that stuff. Uh, okay, but th- that was just for for demonstration purposes. What you could do working as a team, uh, and they didn't even include all the tools that you're going to have when you're working as a team. Like uh, they took the buckets out. They apparently you can bail the water if it gets into your ship with buckets, um, but they took that out because they wanted the match to be kind of fast. Hmm. They wanted once your ship is going down to go down. Yeah, but again, I don't want to be playing with a bunch of randos. Yeah. At all. So sure. I don't know. It's one I'll keep an eye on because that was the one I was. It was one of the ones I was most excited about from last year. Mm-hmm. But seeing like how co-op focused it is now, I'm just like, yeah. I don't know if this is a crossplay. It is a play anywhere. Yeah, it's crossplay. It is crossplay. I think they said that. When you yeah. say, "What do you mean, play anywhere?" What do you What do you mean by that? Means you can put it down on your Xbox and pick it up on your PC if you own it digitally. Okay. And crossplay is just PC and Xbox players can play right, together. Right, right. Dan described that to me while you were. Is ra- play anywhere like the news? Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, that's yeah. what. Like, if you buy it, plus, it, yeah, if you buy it on Xbox, you can play it on PC. You get a free, like, free mm-hmm. PC copy version of right. Whatever game it may be. Right, right. Yeah, so Play Anywhere is just if you buy it on one. I'm just kidding, because that's like the fourth time we've described it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the like ship, the working together on the ship, I thought could be interesting. They didn't make it look super interesting in the demo. But I like how they were like communicating, like, "Oh, we gotta drop the main sail," and then somebody's like standing on the front of the ship, telling the person who's driving it, like, "Oh, look out! There's a rock you're gonna hit. You gotta turn starboard." Mm-hmm. You know, that could be fun. Yeah, I'm but interested. I think it'd be fun for like an hour, and then I just wouldn't be interested. That's a good point. That is a good point. Well, I feel like it would be very samey every time you got in a uh, ship battle. Yeah, you know. Yeah, It'd just like, be people saying turn to starboard and fire, and or not even that. Like it'd be one of those things that you've done so many times, you're just <laughs> re- repeating the same, going through Nobody's the motions. Nobody's talking at all. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And then, and the only time somebody talks is if you screw up. You're like, why the fuck did you do that? You know, and then you get the saltiness and the hate and the toxic. Sea of Thieves community. <laughs> Toxic Sea of Thieves. Uh, you know how passionate those guys can get. Yeah. Yep, yep. Stave Decay cinematic trailer. I was into it. Yeah, I still have I mean, to play I'm this. into most uh, most cinematic trailers, I guess. Yeah. I still have to play the first game. I haven't. I have it. Dan, don't waste your time. I think I like it. I've watched some I gameplay really on Twitch. That game. I've watched some gameplay on Twitch. I think, I don't know. We'll see. I'll give it a shot at some I, point. From what I heard, it takes a little bit to get into. Yeah. But, like, once you get into the base building and stuff, it's good. But I I make the same argument for that that I do with, like, getting into television shows. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't get me right from the beginning, then I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? You shouldn't have to put in six episodes to get exactly. into a show. No, just right. if you just watch for like ten or twelve more hours, it'll get good. It's right, like, and it's eh. like, or maybe it's just not for me. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just go do the things that I think are good right yeah. out of the echo. Exactly. It doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. It just means it's not for me. Right. 
But State of Decay, Dan, I would argue is not good. Okay. I'm still going to play it. Right, yep, please do. At some point. So I don't think it has a very long how long to beat. I think it's like 20 hours. It's not too bad. Sounds like a marathon. <laughs> Go ahead, Corey. Uh, Halo Wars 2? Yeah. Will? Is Will still here? Yeah. Hey, there he is. Go ahead, Will. Uh, do you want me to talk about the game or just what they showed? Well, they showed us a cinematic trailer. It's out February 21st. But they said the beta is out right now. Um, I went and immediately downloaded it and have played, I think I played 11 matches of it so far. I started a match. And? Oh, I really, Uh, I like it. Because I'm a big Halo Wars fan. Um, It's kind of tough, though, because the beta is only 2v2 online and one map, which is fine. But for people who've never really played the game before, it is not a good way to start. Yep. I think that they should have had, like, 2v2, the other two, and AI. Like, you know, I don't know. Totally agree, because I had no idea what I was doing. And I quit almost immediately. Yep. Because I was playing with somebody who had never played either, and, like, we just got rolled the first two matches online until he, like, started to get a hang of it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely still interested in trying it. I just wasn't, you know, it was late at night, and I was just trying to check it out a little bit before bed, and I was like, you know what, fuck this right now. I'll come back to it. Um, Yeah, this will be good when it's out, and, like, you and I can, like, go and play computers and screw around and figure because yeah, i was still learning stuff like I, and I played 11 matches like i said and i played the old one a lot so like even i was still learning a bunch of things what's uh what's different uh what's different is in the first halo wars there was only like one um resource really that you could get as there was like something else that you could kind you can like harvest but in this one like you've got two uh, sources of, um, like, two resources, and, like, you can both build them in your base. It's, like, power and... I forgot what the other thing is. Corey, you're shaking your head. Nothing. You just keep going. I mean, it's a lot of the same. Yeah. No, I wasn't... I wasn't... That wasn't directed at you. <laughs> okay. I don't so... know. It was fun. Okay. Do we still have Dan? Yeah, I'm yes. here. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the big news, the Project Scorpio hype video. They talked about true 4K resolution. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, he used the... Phil Spencer, right? Was the one talking about it? Yep. Yep. He used the phrase beyond generations, which I kind of liked because they're they're seeing it as not the next generation of Xbox, but the next, like, the evolution of consoles. Um, shipping next year, six teraflops of power, and everything is compatible together. All your peripherals, uh, all the software for Xbox One will be playable on Project Scorpio. Uh, I thought it was a good way to get out there and just announce it. And, like, uh, it's the best they could have done, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, maybe part of the reason why they did that, too, is because it's already been leaked. Like, anyone that's in the know already knows about it, so you might as well let the cat out of the bag at this point. Yeah. So anyone that cares, you know, probably already knew about it. Yeah. So 
Well, that's exactly it. People people would say like, oh, well, they just announced the Slim, you know? Now yeah. nobody's going to buy the Slim. And it's like, well, okay, but they didn't really have a choice in the matter, you know? Not just that, but it's a year and a half until it releases. Uh, apparently the Scorpio is holiday 2017. That's with no delays. Uh, it might be expensive if it's got that kind of graphical power. It might be six or seven hundred bucks. We don't know. You know? Oh yeah. So yeah. you're not necessarily even aiming it at the same person that would buy the three hundred dollar Xbox One S. You know. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right on with six to seven hundred dollars for Scorpio. Because it's Oculus ready, right? Did they say that? Yeah, Oculus. Uh, tr- yeah, the the VR was mentioned in there, and Oculus specifically. Was it? Yeah. And the Scorpio stuff yeah. on stage? Yeah. I think uh, Phil Spencer okay. talked about it. I don't know if they talked about it during the video. Hmm. I didn't write that down, so. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, the big thing is the true 4K resolution gameplay. Like, that seems crazy. Yeah, but it's also a year and a half away. You know, yeah. you don't know what they're going to. I talked about this, I think, in our in our our chat, our group chat, that uh, graphical power at that point, you know, 4K will probably be it'll be cheaper you know yeah because even the 300 dollars or 350 dollars 1070 can play games in 4k uh maybe not it's ultra ultra graphics but it's getting cheaper and by you know as, as i said a year and a half from now who knows yeah they'll probably be wanting to move on to 8k at that point oh jesus 6k <clears throat> yeah i don't know any more thoughts on scorpio no um, depending on the price and if they have like a decent trade in value for an Xbox one, I might get one. I'm interested. We'll I'm interested. Especially... Really? Yeah, definitely. Why? I've always liked Xbox. That's my, uh, well, well, one of the things that the, they announced keyboard and mouse support too. Uh, that was at, in, in an interview later. So that would allow me to play Halo finally, which would be nice. But can't you play it on your PC now? No. Why? Halo? I thought they said it was coming to uh, Windows. Just the Forge. Yeah. For making Macs. I could have sworn I saw that. No, Halo 6 is going to be coming to PC. Is that what I saw? Yeah. Okay. They didn't They didn't confirm it per se, but yeah. So you, I'm just, I'm not trying to be an asshole, I'm just... Yeah. You would buy a $700, $600 Xbox to play Halo 5? No, not just to play Halo 5. I would love to have a console again. Yeah. Um, I miss having and, one, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And okay. it, the, with the whole the, the cross-buy stuff, too, like if I can get a, get a console, have it hooked onto one of my TVs, even a 4K TV, and then have my computer also, you know, to play games on, on that when I get the chance. It's mm-hmm. options. And I wonder how much uh, important, like, how much influence the Play Anywhere stuff will have on developers' incentive to make an Xbox game. Because as it stands right now, if you're picking between Xbox and PlayStation, uh, you're going with PlayStation because it's more powerful and the install base is much bigger. Mm -hmm. But you add in PC, and then all of a sudden, Xbox and PC install base is much bigger. Right. Uh, so maybe I, I know this, uh, just thinking out loud here, maybe that is the idea behind their crossplay stuff is it's, you know, incentive for developers to keep making 
Xbox. Yeah, there's that, and like Seniors. they they're so far behind the PS4 at this point. Like they just want people like using Microsoft stuff, you know. Yeah. So so that's that's their way of like you know uh, if, if they start putting their AAA games on PC and Xbox too, even the people that are even if there's no crossover, like you're just adding that many more people to potentially buy your games, like you talked about, Corey. Right. So. Yep. And then. It's it's just tough because it's like okay, so it's holiday next year. And yeah. It's like okay, six, who knows? Seven hundred dollars, probably. Yeah. I, I really do think it's going to be that expensive. Sure. Uh, of course it will be. For how much this... was the Xbox One when it came out? Five. Five. That was with yeah. the Connect though. Could could have been could have been no, four was, without the Connect. It was five hundred. No, it was five because right. the PS4 was four hundred. Yeah, because you had right. you had to have the Connect with it. Yeah. I forgot so, about the Connect. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I would bet. It, I bet it's going to be six hundred bucks. Yeah, but uh, just going back to my point, like you're presented with that deal, and I just I have a hard time thinking to myself like I can spend six hundred dollars on this console or spend that six hundred dollars on a bitch new graphics card. You know, it's just yeah. it's one of those things. It's just like I, as much as I miss having a console, and you know, holiday twenty seventeen things could be different. I just don't still don't feel the need for it. Right. I'm in the same boat. Like like you, you know, even three or four hundred bucks. Like that's a lot of money towards a like a really good G Sync monitor. Yeah. That I'm more likely to spend the money on than than a console. As much as I'd like to have one, like you said. I mean, the VR part of it is a good proposition. Yeah. You know, could be the cheapest way to get into VR. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Right, yeah. Will? But yeah, I enjoyed... Uh, overall, I enjoyed Microsoft's. There was a little too much talking. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like the people in suits standing on stage, flapping their gums. You know? I prefer to see games. So, Did they say Scorpio is going to be upgradable? They didn't they mention didn't... that. Mm-mm. So. Jake in the chat was asking. What did yeah. they say, though? It's, I mean, we've heard rumored that they want to get into the Apple model. We we talked yeah. about this, I think, last week. Phones. It could, that's the, I mean, that's the ubiquitous business model at this point is the, the phones and the upgrades. And yeah. if they could get people into that by, I think we talked about it with, you know, you, you, you buy Xbox Live for two years and a contract and you get a console with it. It's yeah. the most upgraded console, and then you upgrade every every two years or whatever. That that might be the the route they could eventually go. But you're right, Corey. There is a lot of talk of you know people saying they want the the Apple model or the 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 phone model for for consoles. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's an interesting time because uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. I think so. It'll be interesting to see like what uh, what moves moves they make. It's a big gamble mm-hmm. for Microsoft. I really think it is. Yeah. I mean, I hope it pays off because it's always better when there's competition yeah. between the consoles. And right now, there kind of isn't. Nope. Ubisoft. Unless anybody else has more Microsoft thoughts. No. Ubisoft with its two-hour marathon of a press conference. Good grief. I f- with Aisha I- Tyler. I literally fell asleep during the conference. <laughs> Ugh. 
I, I I thought this was painful. I don't know. There was a couple high points, but for the most part, I was just not into it at all. It's too long, uh, for one thing. It's what? It's too long. Oh, before we do Ubisoft, Dan, do you want to talk about the PC thing? Yeah, the... um. I, I don't know. I didn't really get a lot out of the, the PC conference. No. Um, there was two things that interest me, interested me. Turing test. Do you remember that one, Corey? Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. It's a, it's a first person, uh, puzzler game. It's, it reminded me of the Talos principle and it's a colony that we humans have set up on Europa to look for alien life. Um, so that, that, uh, idea right there is enough to interest me, but it's also, like I said, a first person, like puzzle plat platformer to, I don't know how much platforming there is, but puzzler at the very least, like, um, like a, like a portal or, a or a Talos principle. So yeah. that looked cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing that really interested me during that was Overland. Remember Overland? Overland is the one that's, um. Uh, you're taking a cross-country journey in a post-apocalyptic, I guess, United States. Uh, I don't remember, but it's uh, it's got maps set up like uh, almost like Final Fantasy Tactics, where you move your things hmm. around your your caravan on there. Okay, uh, it looks kind of cool. You uh, said Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm intrigued. It, that's a very rough comparison, but yeah, okay. you have like your grid on the map that you move around and and that sort of stuff. So. That was the only other thing that I got out of there that really interested what me. What about what about vampire? Yeah. Oh, that's right, vampire. That's from um, vampire. Don't, Don't nod. nod. Which I mean, I liked. Remember me? I haven't played uh, uh, Life is Strange yet, but oh yeah, are you gonna? Yeah, I've I have it downloaded. I just haven't played it. Yeah, <laughs> live stream it. Yeah, let's do a let's play. Live streams are hard for me because of the noise in my house. I can't. I can't do it. Hmm. You got to put a studio in your garage. Even at night. Yeah, that, that would be a good spot for it. You have electricity out there? Yeah. Yeah. You could run an Ethernet cable out. Do you guys park your cars in there? No. It's full of construction crap from our yeah. house projects. Hmm. Corey, what? let's do a let's play of Life is Strange, you and me. Okay. Commentary can, over it. We can just... Hand each other tissues the whole time. Yep, and just gush over it. <laughs> Best game ever. I can't even. That sounds all right. Life changing. Eric, you liked the first episode. It was all right. I think you were more generous when you played through it the first time. Yeah, than, maybe. I mean, it was, it was okay. Right. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. Certainly wasn't game of the year. I can guarantee that. I think it was game of the year. Maybe I know generation. you do. I, I'm still really mad at you for it. Corey, uh, my, my main hope is that at, when you're done playing The Witcher 3, you're like, oh, I should have made that game of the year. Uh, I think I would have determined that already. You think? Because there were, like, the, most of my top five games, I kind of know within the first couple hours, yeah. like, this is going to be. Uh, some of them have screwed the pooch on that. Sure. I can't think of an example. Um. But even like playing Mario Maker, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is top five. Mm -hmm. And even after the first episode of Life is Strange, I'm like, "Damn, I already made my list, and now I got to figure out how to squeeze Life is Strange into it somewhere." Mm -hmm. And then by the end of it, I was like, "Ah, this game is pretty good." <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. Did so, any of you play Rocket League last year? Because it doesn't sound like anybody here did. What's did. that? I don't know. That was Corey, the game of the year last year. Corey is the biggest proponent, other than you, of Rocket League. Yeah, don't give me your lip. <laughs> <laughs> you guys piss me off. I play. I still play it every week. Corey has Corey has like a, over a hundred hours played, like hundred and twenty hours, I think, of Rocket yeah. League. Plus, yeah, because yeah. it's game of the year. I think I had like fifteen hours. I'd rather give Black Ops Three game of the year. Codblops, because you have poor taste. We should no. play some Rocket League this weekend. I can play tomorrow night and Saturday night. Saturday night is good for me. Tomorrow night is not. Beautiful. I'm also good Saturday night. There Perfect. we go. Date set. We'll stream it. Three big yep. queens. Uh, I or no, because that's me, you, and Will. I can't stream Rocket League. Oh, why not? For whatever reason, when I do stream, when I do the stream for Rocket League, I get really bad frame rate in Rocket League, and I don't know why. It's not like a graphic intensive game. I I play The Witcher, and it runs better when I'm live streaming than Rocket League. You know, this is Rocket League's poorly optimized. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I'm not gonna argue that. That's a knock against it. Uh, Dan, fifty times more fun. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, the PC thing for me, I tuned in and I just, it's sort of that like nervous embarrassment watching it. Like I got the same <laughs> feeling I get when I watch the office. Yeah. Like you just feel awkward for everybody out there. And that host is, I thought uh, it was better last doing, year. It was definitely better last year. Uh, and that host, like I, I enjoyed him as the host, but yeah. it was kind of impenetrable yeah. to watch. Like, somebody tuning in who wasn't familiar with all this stuff would just be like who is this guy yeah uh and then they trotted out amd to show off the polaris thought they could have done a better job with that then they had people coming out there and announcing things like trying to make a big deal of these announcements for games that nobody's ever heard of yeah i mean a lot of them i had heard of i just i'm not interested in you know it's not stuff i play like it's i don't know I didn't. And no, it didn't I, do anything for me. I hope they keep doing it. I really do. Oh sure, because I think it could turn into something. But uh, just, I tuned out. Yeah. Well, actually, I realized what time it was and realized I had missed the very beginning of Ubisoft. Yeah. So I missed the dance number. Well, see, oh. I was on the I was on the Twitch E3 channel, and it just transitioned like it stopped right at like whatever it was, <laughs> uh, four fifty nine or whatever. Did Ubisoft start at five or six? Yeah, um, it six. stopped and switched over to Ubisoft right away. So. Huh. You missed the bizarre intro to the Ubisoft press conference. Which turns out was just a big promo for Just Dance mm-hmm. 2017. Which I, consoles and NX. I didn't want um, I didn't want to see that at the press conference, so I'm glad they got it out of the way right at the beginning. And I like I didn't know at first that it was a, a promo for the, you know, the video or whatever, the Broadway dance number that it was for for Just Dance. They didn't announce that till afterwards. I was too busy being like, "What? There's a dancing giraffe and then someone dressed up like a panda like what what's going on here i think i said is this a promo to just dance like as it was going on because i thought it was so zany yeah it was definitely you zany. Did say that. turns out i'm a genius <laughs> hey you're a gene no doubt called it yeah it was bizarre but that bizarre. was the intro uh but that led into ghost recon wildlands cinematic 
Uh, and then we saw a bunch of gameplay for that. Mm-hmm. It's four-player gameplay. Uh, and that's out March 7th, 2017. Uh, it's another seemed like uh, open-world Ghost Recon game. It reminded me of Just Cause a lot. I See, I thought of Metal Gear 5. Yeah. I saw both in it. Uh, but, like, not an interesting version of Metal Gear 5. Without the, the humor. Yeah. Humor. You know, without uh, the, the fun little things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, like, with the fake role-playing and stuff, really turned me off. And it was kind of bad time. Like, my, my girlfriend, God bless her, had gotten mad at me about something, like, right as that video started. So I was just in a shit mood, and I texted you guys, and I'm like, this game is making me hate video games. Oh, uh, okay. It was so just maybe it didn't get a fair shake then? No, probably not. But uh, I still stand by, like, it seems like a, a less interesting Metal Gear. However, uh, I have heard that it's awesome. Yeah. So the, the kind of funny guy, kind of funny games guys talked about it today. And, uh, Corey, I'm so happy you're listening to them, by the way. I've been listening to every freaking video game podcast. It's ridiculous, but yeah, they uh, they seem to really enjoy it. So good. I thought the game looked okay. It looked fine to me. I mean, there was nothing there that shouted like a game changer, but it's you know it seemed okay. It's it's Ubisoft's yeah. Just Cause is basically what I what I got from it. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Nah. Good. Nope. Because now we can talk about the new South Park. Yeah. The Fractured But Whole. Which takes place the day after the Stick of Truth. Kids want to play superheroes. <laughs> and they're in there. Yeah. They're in. Uh, yeah, they had Trey Parker and Matt Stone out on stage. And they sort of said how they're in their Civil War phase, comparing it to uh, Marvel in DC or whatever. They they joked that uh DC was or uh Marvel was trying to trademark fractured butthole. Yeah. And South Park wanted to trademark <laughs> or had Civil War trademarked. And they had to switch. <clears throat> uh they said how each character is sort of its own class with its own powers. Uh they talked about their upgrades to the combat which really looked interesting, more freedom of movement, you're actually fighting in the area that you're in and you can use environmental props to your advantage. That stuff all looked awesome yep. and I think is a welcome addition to the South Park series. Um, and they also said if you pre-purchase the Fractured But Whole, you get Stick of Truth for free. And the Fractured But Whole comes out December 6th. Yep. Ooh, nice. So, uh, that, really awesome showing, I yeah, think. Yeah, that whole thing was, that, that was one of my favorite things of the entire E3 experience was the Fractured Butthole. Um, it's just the, the humor in it alone. Like I was literally sitting in my chair laughing like an insane person watching Mm -hmm. just gameplay of the, without even playing the game myself, you know? Yeah. So, so good. Truth was great. Yeah. So good. One of my favorite things from the whole show. I'll have to pre-order that so I can get stick of truth too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got to play through that. I never finished playing through that. Oh, really? I didn't even get that far. It's not that long. Oh, man. You have I only to. played two hours. Yeah, of I it. think I was just two hours what or so the in. Hell? You guys. And I loved, I loved every minute that I played. I just never. One of, one of the things I like about it, too, is one of the one of the things I think is underrepresented in uh, underrepresented in games is comedy. You know, there's not a lot of true one of the only games that I've outwardly laughed at. Exactly. Well. And same here. It's it's an underrepresented uh uh, emotion in video games like there's games with funny moments or, or even like funny games but I, I i don't think there's any comedy games right 
Well, that and the difference is, like, the ones that... Most games that try to be funny just aren't funny. Right. They try too hard to be funny. Yeah. I mean, it's just South Park is actually funny, so it yeah. works, and it feels like its own thing. Yep. So. <laughs> I can't wait for that. It's going to be amazing. Yep. My favorite game of, of Ubisoft, mm-hmm. for sure. Same. Um, any more thoughts on that? No. Can't wait. Day one purchase. Yep. Yeah, day one purchase. That's, that's going to be. But I, I mentioned to you guys, it comes after the Game Awards. What are they going to do? I don't know. I don't know. Don't worry. We'll just give it to Life is Strange again since that was so great. No, it doesn't come after our Game Awards. No. That's, that's oh. It comes after the Game oh, Awards. Oh, we're the only ones that gave it to Life is Strange. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're actually not. Shut up, Corey. We're not. Yeah, we're not just alone. Let me, just let me be happy. <laughs> we're not the only ones. It can. It's eligible for a thummy. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You damn right it is. Are you coming up to New York for the thummies, Eric? God, I really doubt it. That's New Year's yeah, time. It's gonna say I, it's, there's no way. It's crunch mm. time. What if I pay your airfare? Call my boss and explain to him why I can't work at the holidays. Okay. Tell him you got to work. <laughs> yeah, I could. I'll just, this boss, I got to go to work. Sorry. <laughs> I had this other job first. This is just my it's hobby. True. It's unpaid, but <laughs> it's still a job. Sir, so, so you do realize that this is my hobby. <laughs> I am a, a, a grocery store manager hobbyist. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, The Division, they showed the DLC, the underground stuff, which takes place all under the streets. That's convenient. Uh, And then they talked about, briefly, the Division Survival, which is the second expansion coming soon. Not much info on that. Uh, I don't don't have anything to say about the Division. Corey, I have a question. For you specifically, because I feel like I might get the right answer out of you. Mm Mm-hmm. Does the division suck? No. Damn it. I really don't think it I think it's good I think it's a great game. But it's been ruined by the online stuff. Okay. Uh mostly the exploits have caused like rampant unbalance in like the dark zone and stuff like that. Uh cheaters, lots of issues. Um, I, we talked about it a few weeks ago. But somebody, yeah. Some, yeah, somebody said the, I was reading an article that the issue was that the game was client side rather than server side. So everything was running, all the important stuff was running on individual computers versus everything important running on the servers, which is the big issue in the division. I liked the division. I really did. I had a great time playing with you guys. Um, playing by myself, I think it was really interesting the way they seamlessly integrated single player and multiplayer. Uh, a lot of good things going for it, but I have no interest in going back to it because of the issues with the online stuff. Yeah, that really ruined the end game stuff. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. the, and the longevity of the game, like I, because I like I can't go into the dark zone anymore. I can't like even grouping up probably wouldn't be fun with random people because they have overpowered stuff, you know, it's just, I don't know. And you can play it without that, but that takes away a good portion of the yeah. game. I played through the single player and enjoyed it, but yeah, I won't go back. I don't think in these, uh, these expansions could save it. Yeah. You know, who knows more, uh, more single player and, uh, co-op stuff. Yeah. 
Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. More like raids, I think, if they do better with those rather than what they've been putting out, which is just horde mode. Mm-hmm. Waves of enemies, you know? Yeah. Like, some of those campaign missions were awesome. Like, the first one with the cleaners. Yeah. I had such a good time playing with that with you guys the first time. But, anyway. Eagle Flight VR. They had that demo, 3v3, Capture the Flag, Palmer Lucky came out on stage, some of the other developers. Uh, thoughts on Eagle Flight VR? Fun for once or twice and then done. Yeah. Yep. I'm afraid that's probably going to be most VR. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I talked about the Paul Tassi thing. He's got one of the headsets, and it's sitting in a box in a closet, and he never uses it. Gersman so. pretty much said the same thing, didn't he, about his Oculus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Not much to talk about with Eagle Flight. Looked no. kind of silly. Yeah. It is a silly game. Star Trek Bridge Crew Virtual Reality. Now, this is a game I could get behind because it's like Space Team, but in virtual reality with a Star Star Trek skin. Will, are you sleeping? No. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you guys would catch. God damn it, Will. <laughs> uh, Lavar Burton. He can sell a game. Sure. He seemed genuine, genuinely excited for what he played. Well, I mean, this is the reading rainbow guy. Well, yeah, he might just be excited uh, because he was paid to be excited, but he it seemed genuine to me uh, because he was a Star Wars, or, yeah, Star Wars, blasphemy. He was Geordi LaForge, right? Star, Star yeah. Trek guy. Yes, he was Geordi LaForge. Uh, but, no, I think I think there's, I mean, it would be fun if you could get, five people in the same room with a VR headset, which with, would probably never, ever happen. Right, with a $600 VR headset. Yeah, hooked up to PCs that cost over a grand. You know, it's All just in the same unrealistic. I mean, I guess there you could probably play over the internet. It would have to be. Sure. Uh, communicating and stuff like that. But I like that concept where, again, you're stationary, uh, you're looking at things in front of you, and you're working together with other people to to do Star Trek-y things. Yeah. LeVar Burton aged well. Yeah, he looks good. He does look good. Yeah. Handsome. Yeah, handsome handsome dude. That was my backup uh graphic for this episode was LeVar Burton. Oh, oh nice. Nice. <laughs> I think you went with the winner though. Yeah. Snoop. I you know how upset I am that I missed the Snoop the recap of that whole thing. Yeah, we can go back to it. No, nah, that's all right. There's not a lot uh, to talk about. No. With EA. Yeah. Uh, for Honor, we saw some of the gameplay. Uh, I really, really liked the cinematic trailer mm-hmm. that led into the gameplay. Uh, it was just three dudes, like a warrior, a samurai, and a viking, all facing off and just fighting. And it's just like endless war was the concept behind the video. Uh, but then we got into gameplay of the viking the Vikings sieging one of the samurai castles. I think For Honor looks really good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I didn't get a chance to see this year's trailer, but I know that last year it was a game I was really interested in. Yeah. You you, you think it's hanging on to that, huh? Mm-hmm. I kind of got, I didn't play Rise, but I kind of got like a Rise vibe, like sure. epic scale. 
and I know like they showed button prompts in the mono mono combat. Uh, we'll see what that ends up hmm. like, but I don't, I don't. Now is that is that like a PvP thing? I don't think so. I think it's like uh, Dynasty Warriors almost, right? There's I a know, really there is PvP yeah. because I think I remember last year they showed off PvP. Last year's was yeah, the multiplayer just... stuff. That's that's what I got the impression of last year is there was like a PvP focused yeah. uh, medieval warfare kind of thing. There is a campaign. They yeah. showed off the campaign that's, stuff. That's what they year. showed yeah. this year was was the campaign. Oh, cool. Uh, that's out February fourteenth, two thousand seventeen. Valentine's I'm, Day. I'm down for that. Yeah, I thought I was I was into For Honor. That was my second favorite bit of Ubisoft. Yeah, oh. it looks awesome. Uh, and then we then we saw Grow Up, which is the successor to Grow Home. Uh, wasn't much to go by in the trailer. Just looked like another indie art game. It's a bad way to describe it, but it's late and I'm tired. Yeah, and that's coming out in August for PC, PlayStation Four, and Xbox One. Trials and Blood Dragon Fusion Trials called... of Trials of the Blood Dragon. Yes, called that, uh, and it's out now. And Eric bought it and played it. I did. Uh, I, you know what? God damn it! I really liked it. Okay. I, I, I read a review of it. It wasn't from like one of the more reputable, reputable sites, but uh, it was the only one I could find. And their gripe was uh, fair. They said so. Basically, it's there's it's a trials game, but it's mixed with um, it's it's got a little Hotline Miami feel and Blood Dragon feel to it. Uh, but it's there are parts that are trials and there are parts that are um, like twin stick shooter almost with some platforming. And the platforming is some of the worst platforming I may have ever played. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I for me personally, being such a big trial fan, that part of it, as well as like the art and music and, and just the overall vibe of the game was enough to make it OK for me. Yeah. But I could definitely see somebody having an issue with the the platforming because it's really bad. Did it have that same like eighties aesthetic that yeah. Blood Dragon had? Okay. Oh yeah. Nice. And it's actually got a story, which is kind of cool. I was not expecting that at all. Huh. So, but yeah, I I'm I was pretty happy with what I played. I played probably the first six or eight levels. Um, I told Will on the Sif and Gone sideshow that I was most surprised by this game because, and I can't remember which podcast it was. It might have been one of the IGN podcasts. They correctly predicted the existence of this game. Granted, they may have had some inside information, but they said uh, when they were doing their predictions, like, oh, another blood dragon. And everyone's like, really? And the person was like, yeah. But imagine if they took one of the other Ubisoft IPs and applied blood dragon to it. I listened to that, Corey, and I want to say it was Podcast Beyond. Okay. I think yeah, that's I a, listened to that same thing. That's a pretty crazy prediction to make. I think you had some inside info. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. There's no <laughs> way. Yeah. Hmm. Because what was the game he suggested mixing Blood Dragon with? He did suggest the game, and I can't remember what it was, but it certainly wasn't Trials. Uh, I don't know. The Division. Assassin's Creed. I don't, who cares? Assassin's Creed of the Blood Dragon. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I want to play it. If you can put up with the platforming, then then it's good. 
Yeah, I love that neon washout 80s kind of thing. Great. It's so bad that I almost feel like they did it on purpose. The platforming? Yeah. Just to mess with you? <laughs> yeah. I'm and cool I'd be with that. down for that. I'd yeah. be like, all right, I get, I see it. Yep. Speaking of so bad, the Assassin's Creed movie was the next bit. <laughs> oh, my God. That was awful. Does anybody have anything they want to say before we just skip right over it? That was the part I, I fell asleep during, so I did not see it. Yeah, it just fell out of place. And that poor guy, what was he, the director? I don't know who even the know director, who he was. Yeah. Uh, I felt bad for him because it wasn't the forum for him, and I don't think people enjoyed it at all. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, you got to do what you got. You got to do what the boss tells you to do. Mm-hmm. So then we saw lots of Watch Dogs 2. Um, the setup for that is that you're part of a hacker group called DeadSec. You play Marcus Holloway, a young hacker, uh, whose goal, along with DeadSec, is to take control back from the establishment. Uh, DLC priority for Watch Dogs 2 is going to PlayStation 4, so good for them. I thought it looked good. I was into it. Flying around I'll the drone. It. I'll get it. Yeah. I mean, I I was kind of I liked the first one more than most people did. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was no, it wasn't fantastic by any means, but I thought it was a pretty good game. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I liked it. I I liked the. Uh, I think the backstory is apropos. Yeah, considering everything going on, you know. To any- be honest, I was so zoned out during Watch Dogs too. I don't think I checked back in till Steep. Speaking of steep, <laughs> that was the last game they showed. Uh, it's an extreme sports open world multiplayer game set in the Alps. Uh, the emphasis being the sharing aspect of uh, the situations you can get into in that game, like the crack. Like it's such a beautiful game to look at, and you're in the Alps and you're doing these like awesome snowboarding and. Uh, glide suit and hang gliding stuff but then that's kind of contrasted with the awful accidents you get in and the way the characters scream like when they (laughs) crash my favorite part was when the snowboarder went off a huge jump and then crashed into that church bell yeah and went spinning off of that that was awesome Ah! yeah it was great can you can you put that up in the uh yeah i'll see if i can skip ahead here and and find it i still haven't seen that and uh but the way you guys were describing it, it sounded pretty cool. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I've been, like, 1080 snowboarding, I loved. So, like, I the idea of playing another snowboard game sounds so cool. It's o- kind of, like... Open world, too. Yeah, it's... I think 1080 isn't a great comparison, only because, like, 1080 was more of a game, whereas this is sure. more... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. This kind of reminded me of, like, the Forza Horizon of just snowboarding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Skiing. That's a good uh, way to put it. And there's, I love me some snow, so I'm getting it. There's snowboarding, skiing, uh, paragliding, and base jumping. Yep. In it. Oh, yeah, I'm in on this game. There was a video that came out a couple weeks ago of two crazy French guys doing the the glide suit stuff. Like they're at the top of the cliff, and they say "Viva la France" and they jump, and it is—it's literally the craziest thing I've ever seen. That's base jumping. Yeah, wow. but they had the glide suits on, and they were yeah. flying like 
in between trees and the, it was it's insane. Wait, were, were these real people? This is real, yeah. And they're going. I don't even know how fast they're going. Base jumping stuff is insane. That's that's I crazy. Well, I was reading the comments of the video, and people are like, "There's no way this is real." And everyone, you know, their responses were, "This is absolutely real." And people die all the time doing it. Oh yeah. So there's no way, no amount of money that you could pay me to have me do something like that. Oof. Oh, so man, I get, I'm, all, I'm all in on this game. Yeah, it looks I get cool. I do this safely in a video game. Sweet. <laughs> fucking awesome. When, when they first showed it, I was like, really? This is their, their big reveal? And then the more yeah. I watched it, I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like, you know, it's not something like me I'll play all the time, but, you know, like... It just seems like a like a game you can go into to relax. It seems mm-hmm. peaceful and doing dangerous and, things from the comfort of my own computer chair, sitting on my fat butt. And they talked a lot about the video tools too. Yep. Is uh, like if you're doing if you're doing something and and somebody else comes by and they're whatever, you can switch to their camera view. Uh, so it's that that's their goal is to give you the tools you need to create videos that you can then share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I can yeah. do that. Um, it's also supposed to be out this December, which means there was no release date specifically given, so that means it'll get delayed till next year. Oh, yeah. sure. So it's a March game. May. <laughs> it's a March or May okay. game. I'm saying May. Although they may. may want it to come out in the winter because of winter sports. So it may be Go like March. it may be like uh end of J- January twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. Okay. Who's ready for Sony? I'm ready for Sony. 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 What? Sony. That More video like, wanted me to sign in. Company. Sign in to confirm my age. Ooh. Uh, so Sony opened with the orchestral whatever production, uh, and then they went right into God of War, the new God of War. Was there a subtitle for that? Just God of War. No, it's just God of War. That's kind of a bit of a reboot. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. Yeah, I but, thought it looked awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you are Kratos and his son, and Kratos is out trying to teach his son how to hunt. I had a little bit of an issue with that. I think I texted you guys. <laughs> you did. He's, he's he was trying to get his son to make all the decisions, and the son's like, "Where should we go? Northeast, west, or south?" And he's just like. Are you asking me? And he's like, okay, we're going east. But then, like, he shoots the arrow, and Kratos is like, you don't shoot unless I tell you to shoot kind of thing. And I'm Mixed like, messages. Yeah, come on, man. What are you doing here, poor kid? Uh, and then we saw him fight some stuff. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, there is a specific button that ties Kratos to his son, like, interacting with his son, mm. which is interesting. Like, maybe there's some sort of brother's a tale of two sons thing going on where you have to, I don't know. Maybe you swap with you the whole time. Maybe swap with your son with the push of the button. I don't know. It wasn't, I don't think at least not anything that I saw was, was clarified what exactly that meant. Right. Yeah. No, No, I I didn't either. Uh, I'm really happy that they're going a different route here. Yeah. Uh, with the God of War series. I thought this game would, would look really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're doing uh, more Norse mythology, too, instead of, uh, like, Roman and Greek mythology. So I guess that was different. I've never played a God of War game, so I'm not really sure, but 
Me either, yeah, but uh, I'm going to buy God of War 3 Remastered. This this is way different than the yeah. other God of War. The other ones are yeah. kind of like side-scrolling, right? Mm, no, but yeah. <laughs> kind of a, th- might, a 3D side-scroller, right? Might as well be, yeah. Linear. Okay. As I said, I've never played one, so I have no idea. Yeah, this. I mean, this definitely felt like a, a Ubisoft God of War. Uh, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, like the way you travel through the world. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any more thoughts on God of War? No, nope. I'm hoping next year probably. I'm thinking. Okay. Next holiday, I would imagine. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I'd be in for that. I mean, it looks it looks like they're pretty far along, right? Yeah, it looked pretty polished to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it looked looked nice. Uh, then they showed the Days Gone cinematic trailer, which we'll talk about more at the end of the show because they ended with that. Yeah, let's talk about that last. Okay. Uh, but I was into that cinematic yeah. trailer too, so mm-hmm. one hit, two hit for me. And then they showed the Last Guardian cinematic trailer and gave the release date of October 25th. So never thought I'd say this, but the Last Guardian <laughs> has a release date. Do you think it's getting it delayed? No. No fucking way. No. Somebody, it's the only game they have this fall. Somebody wrote an article. I don't know if it's Kotaku or Destructoid, but they said the last of a, or the last Guardian is a real game, and we just played it. Uh, Did they give impressions at all? Well, I didn't read the article. I I heard impressions. What did you hear? It's okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. It's not good. It's not bad. It's okay. They said it's more eco than it is Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, and that it's just as long as right. as long as the bird dog thing doesn't die. Oh my god, Dan! If it dies, oh, somebody has to pay for that. So, someone wrote in an article that uh, the the kid doesn't die. I'm like, okay, I that's good. Kid dies. That well, that was my exact thought. I'm like, okay, that's Thank fine. You. But does the bird dog die or whatever the hell it right. is? And then we saw two bird dogs. Yeah, one like an evil one. Yeah, that's what it looked oh, like anyway. No, I I got like upset when the bird dog was crying in the trailer. Yeah. Like, I was upset. Sure. Animal empathy. Worst real thing. Worst game ever if if bird dog dies. You're absolutely right, Dan. Uh, steamy turd. Steamy turd. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm. <clears throat> I'll hold myself to that. Nice. Then we saw Horizon Zero Dawn gameplay. That game looks awesome. Yep. A lot yep. going on in there. Uh, I've heard it's it. I don't. Maybe I haven't heard that people played it. So never mind. You know, I'm not people sure. played it. Did, were they liking it? Colin yeah. Moriarty said he thinks it's Sony's next big franchise. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was I'm, just gonna I'm, say I'm I think that. I think that game is a potential system seller. You're right. Yeah, I did. I heard Kirk Hamilton talk about it, mm-hmm. uh, and he said that it's there's so many systems built into the game. That what they showed in that demo, or the gameplay, was just a small part of it. Was just a small part of it. Like there's cities and stuff that you walk through, and yeah, Xenoblade. That was my favorite thing from the Sony. Was that that looked amazing? That whole that whole game. Yeah, it looked nice. I mm-hmm. think it looks okay. I'm mm. not like super bonered up about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> I I was more excited by God of War to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it for sure. It looks, it looks good. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what is it about it that you guys like so much? 
So, well, stylistically, I think uh, the aesthetic of the uh, environment that they showed is really nice, uh, juxtaposed with the robots and it's and the you know, ca- and the cavemen yeah and the cavemen that's really cool um and just like all the we saw how many systems did we see in that little itty bitty trailer like the di- the dialogue tree yeah so there's obviously some sort of role playing element um yeah the different elements quest- of the of the combat the taming of yeah. of critters robotic critters i don't know i just feel like at this point we've just kind of seen all this shit before and I feel like uh, anymore, all these games, like the environments, all look the same to me. Mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of Sony's games, the environments looked like almost exactly the same. Sure. I don't know. It just doesn't look like anything new to me. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. there's robot dinosaurs instead of regular animals. Yeah. I don't know. Like that looks like a Skyrim map to me. Yeah, I could see some Skyrim vibes there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I sort of got Far Cry vibes well, from it. I mean, when you boil it down, it's to, to that. It's still like there's nothing alien in any of these games because they're not alien games. Maybe it's to the I mean, po- maybe it's to the point where everything's getting so realistic that it looks like real places you've kind of been. You know? I don't know. I just feel like a lot of the games are just the same anymore. Yeah. It is, like I mean, these big games. They just—they're just the same. They—they they made uh, someone made the comparison about all like the open world type of games yeah. that uh, that that people showed at at E3 this year's E3, and it was a lot of them. I mean, it looks good. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that I'm not going to buy it because I am. Yeah. I just I'm not as excited about it because like the only thing that looks different to me is that the the dinosaurs are robots. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that stands out for me. I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead, Corey. Detroit. Now we're talking <laughs> about a fucking game. Yeah, that looks different. Mm-hmm. That'll be different. That's a different game. Yeah. Did you mm-hmm. think it looked cool or not really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, looked I amazing. was into it. All right. Which I've heard some people say it looked dumb. Yeah. And I'm like, I... oh, what? no way. Come on. Shut yeah. your mouth. Dan, Dan, are you one of those people? <laughs> no, I thought it looked awesome. Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. That was possibly my favorite game of the show. I love the concept of it, too. Well, now you're just a hipster, Eric. <laughs> no, no, no. Corey, they're the makers of Heavy Rain, right? Yeah. 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 Heavy Rain's one of my favorite games ever. But they also made Beyond. And that game blows. <laughs> and I am fully willing to admit that. Not, uh, not This every... game looks amazing. Yeah, not everything can be a home run. I, I thought no. it looked great too, especially with the multiple branching paths. It looks like it's got a lot of replayability, which is important yeah. for for a so, game that I'm interested in. Yeah, that's the setup for this game. You're an android, and you're like a detective or something like that. Negotiator, uh, negotiator, hostage negotiator, no negotiator, uh, and it's all about how you approach and solve problems and the possible outcomes therein. So that android kidnapping a child was just one of many one of the situations. Paths. I think. I don't think the whole game is that one situation, do you? No, no, definitely not. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. think so. Uh yeah, and it, the way I it, it, they made it seem like you can just keep replaying things to you get a certain outcome. I mean, and it kind of tells you like your success rate. I mean, I don't I don't really know. 
Have people played it? Colin Moriarty. Yes. I know you don't like him, Corey, but I, I will say that oftentimes I do agree with him on games. Uh, and he all he said in his tweet because of character limitations was wow over and over again. Hmm. And this doesn't seem like a game that he would like, in my opinion, just from listening to him. Yeah, he's too smart for this game. <laughs> he's too smart for games. Um, in his opinion. But I think this game looks really good, and I was really happy to, to see him say that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, I think it, I think it looks cool. But you do. I I always take what those guys say with a grain of salt with Sony because I I think they would even classify themselves as Sony fanboys. So. From kind of funny, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, they openly admit some of the stuff they talk about is sponsored. Like they're getting paid to talk about it. Well, I mean, they have a PlayStation-centric podcast. Yeah, but, like, people pay them to talk about their games. Like, that's, oh, do... that's part of their business model. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, so that's, they always, I think they always say, like, you know. Yeah. They asked us to do this kind of thing, so just got to pay attention to that. Uh, Resident Evil. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? That may have been my game of the show, and I will never touch that game because it looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure what I was, I was watching at first. I was sitting in my uh, computer room here by myself with the lights off, and I almost had to get up and turn the lights on because I, w- I had, like, goosebumps, and I, it, it was just terrifying. Mm-hmm. So did you guys hear about the demo kitchen for VR? Yeah. That was kind of like a teaser for this game, apparently. Mm-hmm. But nobody picked up on it because there was a 7, a Roman numeral 7 somewhere in it. Mm-hmm. So that's why at the beginning of this it said before kitchen. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's what the tie-in was there. Gotcha. Mm. But can you imagine? I thought, yeah. Playing this? Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I like scary games. This I'll, is probably... Oh the most uh compelling vr experience i've seen yet too yeah i think this is the one that i'm like but it sucks because i don't want to play it uh but this is the one where i was like damn and i i think we've been kind of saying all along that horror is the genre that vr i think it could most benefit yep i mean this could just scare the living shit out of somebody yeah vr causing heart attacks it's coming oh boy I'm going to be the first to go. Dude, not if I get my hands on it first. <laughs> I think I'm closer than you are. Oh, that'll make our podcast go viral. Eric taking one for the team. and Fat getting... 32-year-old dies of heart attack via VR. Friends talk about it on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Friends lament. No, just make sure you have your Bayer aspirin with you. When you feel the heart attack coming, pop a few aspirin and there you go. call the ambulance. Aspirin. We'd want you. To, we'd want you to survive the heart attack. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I'd lo- I'd love to survive it. It'd be all right. Yeah. Then you'd have an excuse for the rest of your life. Oh, I can't. I had a heart attack before. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that guy just walks by in the doorway. Ugh, fuck yeah. It. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, I was into it. So for me, uh, 
feel like I need to point out here. I was into God of War. I was into Days Gone. I was kind of into The Last Guardian. I was into Horizon. I was into Detroit. I was into Resident Evil. So like Sony just nailed it right out of the get go with, mm-hmm. with their their show. And uh, Will and I talked about it in the Sif and Gone side show <laughs> a little bit. Uh, the importance of not showing too much. A lot of these other press conferences, they show the teaser or whatever, and then they talk about it for 10 minutes. Uh, Sony just showed the best parts of each of those games, whether it be gameplay or a cinematic. Like, whatever plays best on stage is what they showed. Yeah. And uh, just one one great example of that after the other. There were two games in the Sony press conference that I never thought in a million years I would say looked awesome, and one of them was Resident Evil. Yeah. And the other one we're getting to. Yeah, so. I'm, I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you on that, which is real weird to say, but it's, it's sad. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but I can't wait. We'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. All right. Uh, October 13th, 2016, for the PlayStation VR debut, four hundred dollars, uh, and they say fifty games between launch and the end of oh, this year. I know what you're talking about, <laughs> and I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> PSVR, I, I thought this announcement was underwhelming. It was, and you know what? I'm a little scared of that. Yeah. That that says to me they're not confident in that product. I think you're right. Uh, if if they were, I think they would have put a lot more behind oh, PlayStation yeah. VR. At least had what a... was their their show was what 15 minutes shorter than usual. It was quite it was a bit only shorter. An hour, right? Yeah. It was... it was an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. It was quite a bit shorter. If you I think, count the like last montage there, that was another five minutes or so. I think last year it was an hour and forty five minutes, maybe. Yeah. Uh and the year and, before it was I think it was close to two, or maybe a little over two. Yeah, I have I have a couple theories on that and why it was short. One is this, the the, the VR thing, like I I think they probably wanted to fill more time with that, but I, I really don't think they're confident in it. And the second thing is they didn't talk about their new console that they're working on because I think that when things leaked about the Xbox and how powerful that was, they were kind of like, oh, shit. Like, maybe we don't talk about ours yet and right. kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit. Yeah. I could you see know? that. Yeah. yeah. But back to VR. Will, are you interested in that at all? No, not in the slightest. <laughs> It's like, I don't yeah. know. I don't want to pay four hundred dollars for VR for something that like I'm gonna play maybe once or twice. You're absolutely right. Now, God, all I need to hear is that No Man's Sky is coming to VR. That's yeah. all I need to hear, and I haven't heard it. And that that would justify four hundred dollars for you? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not just that, but you know, it's the it's that, and then the other things he could potentially play 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 with right. too. You know. That would just be the gateway. The when the new PlayStation comes out, I'll probably upgrade to it and trade my other one in. Yeah. So like, I I don't know. Maybe maybe too. Like, uh, if you get the the new PlayStation, it won't need to come with the extra processing power box. So maybe the headset itself will be cheaper. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would be excited enough about No Man's Sky to do it, but I don't think it's going to happen at this point. Yeah. Well, I had said one of my wants out of E3 was a very compelling PlayStation VR bundle, <laughs> which we didn't get. No. Yet, anyway. 
but uh yeah i mean for me to spend the 400 and probably be what like 600 if for a bundle mm, to come with what just a playstation and you know whatever you need for vr oh. what's the system I... selling for nowadays well three i think three or 350 yeah i think you'd be looking closer to 700, 700 Corey. yeah yeah uh no to, to does play that, does that come with move controllers I don't know. I don't think so. In our hypothetical yeah, bundle, you'd have to buy those as well. Yeah, I think the the move controllers, like the ones you already have, are compatible with PSVR, and but you you know you would need to buy the extras. I think I don't think it comes with them. Yeah, I don't I don't see it to play for me like Resident Evil. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't play it play that game. So I mean I don't think it makes any sense for me to get it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not seeing it now. Uh, and, and like you said, the, the showing for the PlayStation VR was very underwhelming. It was almost non-existent. Yeah, you, you'd kind of expect like uh, a developer video where, the, you know, a few different games, they talk about a few different games and like give you a reason to buy PlayStation VR. I mean, they did VR. show what they showed a couple games, right? You, I'm sure we're getting to those. I don't know where we are in the stream here. But I, didn't, I didn't. Oh, far. Yeah, Farpoint. Our point, I mean, point. it looked like it would be okay to wander around in for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. The, well, other than that, me. So, yep, so there was Farpoint, the outer space exploration, you're on an alien planet kind of thing. Then they showed the Star Wars Battlefront X-Wing VR mission. Which is a one-hour mission, by the way. That didn't tickle my fancy. Uh, Batman Arkham VR, I heard, was awesome. Greg Miller said it was one of his games of the show. Which is really interesting. We didn't so see each any of one, it. So each one of them, the guys from Kind of Funny, gets like a face. They get three faces each to put on a game, and he put one of his on that. Yeah. Uh, it, well, that's interesting to me, because if, it's, if it was that good, why didn't Sony show it on stage? I don't know, but I, I listened to him talk about it today, and he, he went into the demo having very low expectations for it. And he said when he walked in, he looked at the developers and he goes, all right, guys, does this suck? (laughs) And they were like, no, absolutely not. And he said he played it and he thought it was amazing. So was, is it, is it actually like one of the Arkham games just ported or it's its its own VR experience, right? It's, it's no, yeah, it's a VR experience. It's a new thing. Okay. It's a lot of detective work. He goes into great detail if you're interested um, but I, I don't really remember because I was half listening to that it. That seems kind of um, cool. Yeah, there was a lot of detective work to it, and you can like you can go in the Batcave and fuck around in there, and like the Wayne Mansion and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounded interesting to me. Yeah, that's probably honestly the the one I'd be most interested in. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we didn't see it on stage. Uh, no. What they did show us though was the Final Fantasy 15 VR, which yeah. I heard was god awful and a waste of time and money. Oh yeah. I wonder how much Sony paid for that. Probably wasn't worth it. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine Square Enix said, oh, yeah, sure, we'll make you a VR. It's on the house. Game. Yeah, no, no. Uh, they also Enix. showed some more Final Fantasy fifteen stuff that wasn't VR, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not feeling the VR stuff yet. No, no, I'm worried about it. Yeah, I'm really glad that they didn't show a lot of it. Me too. Actually, well, selfishly, yeah, 
Yeah. I think it was, it was definitely smart of them not to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they, they felt, um, cautious about cramming another $400 product down, down people's throats. You know, maybe that's why they didn't want it. Maybe they're going to have their own sort of hoopla about it like later, you know? I mean, there's the P PlayStation experience, but that's usually after launch of VR. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I yeah, I'm kind of bummed out about it because I was excited, but I don't think I'm in. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, let's move on to uh, one of the better showings by Sony is the Call of Duty Infinite Warfare gameplay. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I thought Sold. it looked fantastic. Yeah, I thought it looked really cool. Personally, well. While that was being played, I said to myself, wow, Titanfall 2 looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was this conf- was the first Call of Duty in years that while it was being played, I didn't realize it was Call of Duty until the ass end of the trailer. That's yeah. that's how I was, too. I was like, oh, this must be a new a new like Sony IP that's a, like a science fiction shooter. That's kind of, that, It's pretty yeah. cool. And then, it, the, then the Call of Duty thing popped up. I'm like, god damn it. The, they fooled me. Because then I remembered that it was Infinite Warfare yeah. and there was space battle to it. And I was like, oh, that's right. This is a Call of Duty. This actually looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah, they fooled me. And a lot of people agreed that it looked pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm getting so. it for sure. Well, I mean, it happens every year. The haters say the same thing. Uh, oh, Call of Duty is just the same game every year. And it's really not. Like, they do a really good job with these games. I don't it's hard, I don't. It's hard to deny that. I'll deny it. The, I mean, especially the campaigns. They have good so shooting good. mechanics. The campaigns suck. Really? I don't like them. No, the last one I liked was well, I didn't like play the last one. Modern Warfare. Oh. Well, maybe they're not good. I don't know, but like, I feel like they are well developed games. Yeah. I mean, they're they're like a, a decent package, but like nothing ever stands out in the campaigns. There's just good gunplay, is what it is. Hmm. To me, at least, I don't I don't get much enjoyment out of them at all. Like Call of Duty Ghosts, I have no idea what happened in that. <laughs> like the Modern Warfare campaign, I remember parts of that because it was good. Yeah, yeah. Black Ops Three campaign was, oh, God, <laughs> what was the last one that came out? Was that Black Ops? Black 3? Ops Three, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Remember, I was digging it up until about halfway. Yep, and, and it, it just went you. off. It just went so far off the rails okay well anyway this one looks really good i think Mm -hmm. uh it doesn't seem like i mean multiplayer is another thing but this one they showed a lot of flying around in spaceships shooting stuff like it seemed more like a sci-fi adventure than just like a shooter yeah yeah absolutely in that initial scene when you're walking through the hangar and there's all that stuff going on around you, like that's what I mean by these games being well developed. There's there is attention to detail and they do a good job of setting the scene. And yeah, it might be incoherent, <laughs> but I just I don't know. I just feel like they're all well polished, polished, no crafted uh, experiences. No doubt about the polish. I'm not arguing that. It also makes the eighty dollar purchase for the uh, Call of Duty 4 remaster way more worth it if I'm going to get some value. Yeah, far more palatable. Yep. $40 yeah. purchase. Well. Yeah, me and Eric spent 40 but... 
All you other idiots. <laughs> I haven't bought a Call of Duty ever. I know. God bless you. I think my, the first Modern Warfare was the last Call of Duty I bought. See, Dan stopped when it, when he showed up. <laughs> you did it. You did it right, Dan. I left You're at a high Call point. Right. <laughs> Good job, Dan. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, they yeah, they talked about the Modern Warfare remaster. Any thoughts? Yeah, if, fuck yeah. If they were I mean, gonna remaster one, that would be the one. Oh yeah, I'm I'm upset. There's only ten multiplayer maps. That kind of sucks. How Is many was there total? Them? Yeah, no, that's I, not all of them. I think that's all or almost all of the original maps, uh, okay. but no DLC. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they announced Crash 1, 2, and 3 fully remastered from the ground up. I was into that. Uh, yeah, you know what? After seeing how well um, Ratchet and Clank turned out, I'm in. I never played any... Uh, you, guys ga- uh, you guys gave me a hard time for saying I wanted to see more Crash Bandicoot. I'll I still give you a hard time. I yeah, I don't did. think it's necessary, but I've never played them. And I'm all for playing another remaster after seeing what how good uh, Ratchet and Clank was. I'm also excited that Crash is getting the remaster treatment because I think Spyro is next in line. Hopefully Spyro. I would love to see and more Spyro. I want the first game remastered so bad. Yeah, I could really couldn't care less about uh, Crash remaster, but I just I, it, of all the games to remaster, why why Crash? People asked for it, man. Yeah, a lot of people well, wanted it. People wanted a remaster, or they just wanted Crash? I think they wanted Crash. Crash has yeah. its, its nostalgia and its fans. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, could make a, you could make a, a Crash game that's not a remaster. I mean... Are you turning my, your argument, my argument against me? What was that your I, argument? That I, I don't like the, the remasters, reboots? Now... I, I just think Crash isn't a good one to reboot. Yes, Crash is a beloved character, so make another Crash game that's good. Don't remaster an old game that sucks. That's my. Is this a heat test though to see like, you know, how well this sells is kind of going to determine whether they make a new one? Well, I think uh, heat test would be one game, not three. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Now, the thing what if it's is... in one package though? It should be in one package. Maybe they take imagine. that'd be interesting if they took like uh, uh, greatest hits of the first three games and put them all into one. Well, like the Uncharted collection, you got the Crash Bandicoot collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they t- they do the graphics and touch up the gameplay a little bit, and but but mostly like leave it the same. You know, there's just nothing interesting about that gameplay. It was a, a PlayStation platformer, like at the very like that's. It's so, a very basic game. Well, there's people out there. To remaster. There's people out there that played that game upside down and backwards and know every level like that. That for some people, that's where their gaming entry was. You know, in Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation. But I don't. My, I just my don't, heart tells me that Corey's probably right. I don't feel that gameplay benefits from a graphical rebuilding at all. Well. It's, I don't know. Neither did the. I don't think the Ratchet and Clank remat or reimagining or re whatever it was like. That was a reboot though. That was a different game. It was a totally different reboot. Thing. It wasn't a reboot. It was a reimagining of the first game. Okay, but still a different game. Like, it, I mean, I guess we don't know exactly what this is going to be, but the words he used are remaster from the ground up. Yeah, so but sorry, just... if if they give it the same treatment they gave Ratchet and Clank, what about that? Then that's fine. Okay. I think they will then. 
because I think they they saw how well that was received. Yeah, but I don't think almost stupid. Not I don't think they ever phrase that as a remaster. I don't know because I I don't pay attention. We're we're just arguing semantics at this point. That's that's because that's all we have to go on. That's that's just it. It's it's a blurred line between remaster, like not necessarily reboot, but you know remaster, like it's it's all marketing terminology anymore. You never know what very important. You never know what the ultimate product (laughs) is going to be like. Yeah, I mean it's probably purposely vague for a reason. Yeah. All this stuff usually is. It's only so. important to me because I want to know if I hit my quota for 12 remake, remaster, whatever else I said. I'm sure there's yeah. other ones out there. I don't think so, Will. I think you're stuck at six. Still a pretty good number. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Uh, they did say Crash is coming to Skylanders on PlayStation first. Yeah. Dan? What? You're the Skylanders guy. Yeah. I like the Skylanders for this year. It seems interesting. Well, there you go. There you can play with Crash on Skylanders. You can hang out with your buddy there. <laughs> Shut up, Corey. Such a hater. <laughs> Some negative Nancy. I like it. I like it, Corey. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> I try not to be negative, but sometimes it's fine. Like remastering three Crash Bandicoots calls for it. <laughs> when he puts it that way, Dan, it's hard to argue. <laughs> I'm not arguing with either. I I just said that I. Because I really like the first Crash Bandicoot. I never played it after that, but. Hmm. What's okay. next? Lego Star Wars Force Awakens. I uh, gotta tell you something. I thought it looked pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've seen uh, we've seen some stuff from it before. Sure. Uh, and it it's it's definitely like. Star Wars Force Awakens in the Lego universe. They left out a lot of the humor, though, that we saw in the first trailer. Mm-hmm. This one was playing it pretty straight. Yeah, straight to the movie, kind of. Uh, where did we see that? I don't remember when we saw the last one, but there was uh, I don't quite, know, but quite a bit I more Lego goofiness in it. Oh, I don't blame you. The Lego games are all good. Yeah. I downloaded the demo. I just haven't played it yet. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to get it. Yeah, uh, Lego games are always good. Uh, Hideo, little game, uh, what's his name? Hideo Kajimi. Uh, Pachinko Death, Master. Death Standing Pachinko Machine. Death Stranding. Or yeah. you idiot. Yeah, hide, hide uh, Hideo Kajima's Death Stranding. Shut up, New. <laughs> Uh, Norman Reedus and his fetus have diabetes. That should be the tagline. Norman Reedus and his fetus. I love that. Yeah, so there's just a teaser that they probably just threw together for this. I really can't imagine there's any game yet. Uh, just a Yeah, I was surprised I- they showed anything. Just a vague idea of what the game is going to be. Very vague idea of what the game is going to be. Yeah. I was con- but you know what? When I was... the game comes out, it's still going to be a pretty vague idea of what the game is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was confused but enthralled Touché. by what was going on. Exactly. 
Yeah, so there's really not much to say. I mean, it was a video of Norman Reedus waking up with a fetus attached to him, and then he looks up in the sky, and there's these dudes, five dudes floating up there looking at him. They look like aliens. Which with dead sea animals all over the place, and, and handprints just showing up in the sand and on his back. Yeah, so apparently stranding is what whales do when they try to kill themselves. But somebody said, I forget what it was, uh, there was a reference to aliens experimenting on humans. Huh. So, uh, you mean the cord that connected Norman Reedus and his baby? That could be those dudes floating, experimenting on... Is that how Norm got pregos? But yep. that doesn't explain beached whales, so I don't I don't know. Only Kojima like Eric said. what this is. <laughs> like Eric said, we will have beaten the game and we'll be having the same conversation. I'm... I'm... Uh, deeply interested to see what happens with yeah. this game. When it comes out in like four years. Yeah. You're not wrong. Can I just say something real quick? A lot of people gave the Sony conference shit because they said that none of these games had release dates and that they won't be out for four or five years. And I really feel like this is the really the only one that you can make that argument for is the Kojima game. I feel like the other ones look pretty polished and ready for release like next year well yeah yeah, because horizon has a release date um blast guardian has a release date god of war looks pretty far along and not even that like since when do we gauge these press conferences on the release dates i well that's what the the fanboys of xbox were were grasping straws there it's like what how does that i mean i don't i don't know why ever needs to be an issue which conference did better i'm kind of over that whole thing yeah. I think we should just be happy that there's a lot of good games coming out for both of them. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't buy that argument. Like, if you watch these and are unbiased, like, they clearly are pretty far along. Like, except for the Kojima game. Yeah. You're probably right about that one, but <laughs> still a pretty badass trailer. Yeah. Oh, I loved it, it. I mean, to me, it's all about putting on a good show. Yeah. And marching sure. Hideo Kojima out to show a little teaser from whatever his crazy idea is, is a good way to put on a good show. Absolutely. And get you excited for Sony and their product. New Spider. Sure all he said was, I'm back, and everybody just went crazy. Ah! <laughs> and then uh, Norman Reedus Instagrammed that picture of somebody saw that. drinking a cup of tea it was kojima it was kojima it was kojima, oh, it was kojima? okay yeah. I, yeah. I didn't i couldn't remember if it was actually him and on the cup oh, yeah. it said konami tears <laughs> <laughs> and then i think it was dan Riker. <laughs> he tweeted if anybody's looking for a quiet spot to record a podcast at e3 and there was a few konami banners hanging on the wall <laughs> <laughs> that's great I love, I love Dan. Oh, God, that's too good. He also tweeted uh, he was going to be on Up at Noon, IGN's Up at Noon show, which Greg Miller used to run, uh-huh. used to be the host. And he's like, I'm going to be on Up at Noon in the next hour. I've always wanted to meet Greg Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Do those two actually not like each other? Because I feel like there's a little bit of that. I'm sure. It seems like a lot of people like hate love Dan Riker. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they're like it's a playful thing, but I feel like deep down they really they don't, actually like. don't like each other. Yeah, I could see that for yeah. sure. Like they play it up, but there's some truth to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, this game looks amazing. Yeah, so there's a new Spider Man game coming from Insomniac. So uh, that's probably gonna be 
pretty awesome. It looks fucking rad. Well, a lot there was I heard a lot of commentary about like, oh, Spider-Man's powers, like he doesn't have very many great powers, but it's like sometimes that's a benefit to the game. Yeah, but look at the like traversal and all that stuff. Like it just yeah. looks so much fun. Do you guys remember when Spider-Man 2 came out for what was that? The original PlayStation? Yep. And like what a revelation that was to be yeah. slinging yourself around the city. That was great. Yeah, I'm I'm down for Insomniac no matter what they do at this point. Um I'll be I'll buy that day one for sure. And I'm not even like a Spider Man fan, but no. that game looks really cool. In fact, I really don't like Spider Man at all. <laughs> yeah, I could give a shit yeah, about yeah. Spider Man. But uh I'll play the video game. Absolutely. And then they showed uh specific gameplay from Days Gone with And that Spider Man game is uh PS four exclusive. Yep. Is it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Insomniac is just a Sony studio, right? Yeah, and Spider no, Sunset Overdrive was the Xbox. Oh, that's right. Sp- Spider Man is a Sony Motion Pictures thing. That's right too. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Then we saw the Days Gone gameplay. Uh, massive amount of zombies chasing this dude <laughs> around. And Eric said, which I agreed was a brilliant idea. Uh, he's. What did you say, Eric? Like, I feel like this is. It, it looked to me like, okay, this is Last of Us 2. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Like, it has that feel to it. And I thought, like, it looked like it could be in the same world, um, just with different characters, which if they're going to do Last of Us 2, that's what I hope they're going to do with it. Yeah. And just leave Joel and Ellie alone. Um, and I, I really thought that that's what we were going to see, that that was the only possible reason they would bring this game up again at the end to be like, oh, yeah, this is Days Gone last of us too. right yeah last of us subtitled days gone yeah exactly yeah uh that would have been you're right that would have been an awesome way to reveal it and to end your conference yeah turns out it's not that it's its own thing no, no. <laughs> it's just a bunch <laughs> of zombies yeah uh okay i mean i whatever i was fairly indifferent i mean the zombies pouring out of the things looks kind of cool but other than that like whatever and they they shot the red barrel and it exploded and i'm like all right you've seen how many times now like yeah in every game i'm doing that right now in the witcher a lot right shooting the red barrel (laughs) lighting it on fire with my igni oh nice yeah so i don't know i mean i'm sure it'll be decent i'm gonna get it for sure um but it didn't look again like it's just a zombie game. Like, how many of these do we need at this point? <coughs> There's it a lot of them. me of a serious Dead Rising. Yeah, do we... Do Did Sony need an answer to Dead Rising? Because that's what this is. Mm, no. I don't think they needed that, do you? No, but I don't think it was positioned that way. <laughs> no, no, I don't think it was either. I'm not saying they meant it that way, but that's literally all this is. Is Sony's Dead Rising. I hope like, it's... That's what I it hope looks it's, like. Yeah, you're right. I hope it's more than that, though. But look at it. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's just serious, like Will said. And and, and a game like that it shouldn't be serious. <laughs> Beardless says in the chat, it's got a biker, dude. Please be excited. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the other thing. Like, I was actually a real big fan of um, Sons of Anarchy. Uh-huh. I just like that, that idea. But you know what ruined it for me? The South Park episode with the bikers. <laughs> Ever since then... 
I can only think negatively of <laughs> gangs. Uh huh. And I'm watching this thinking, look at this douchey biker gang. Like, fuck this guy and the zombies. <laughs> I work with a gentleman who South used Park. to roll with the Hells Angels. Is that and, uh, right? Yeah, and he loves bringing up, like, anytime somebody pisses him off, he, he brings loves, it up. He loves bringing up that all he needs to do is make a phone call. Oh, uh... my God. Fuck yourself, dude. <laughs> I do have some respect for the Hells Angels, though. Sure. We don't need to get into that right now, but I do. But anyway. Valerie brings up a good point. They couldn't get Norman Reedus, so they just took his character, Daryl, to walk in bed. <laughs> Norman Reedus was taken. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I just don't know what they're going for here with this game. Like, I, I just don't know. Who's developing it? That's a good ben? question. Uh, what did Sony they do? Bend, who hasn't put out a game in a while. Uh, Resistance. Yes, the Retro- Resistance guys. Uh, no, just Resistance Retribution. Oh, oh. Uncharted Golden Abyss. Insomniac. Which is supposed to be really good. And Siphon Filter. And Bubsy 3D. <laughs> Siphon Filter, that's throwing it back. Yeah, well, so is Bubsy. Yeah. yeah, I barely remember Bubsy. So, I mean, fairly reputable. I mean, so we'll the, see what happens with it. The last... Uh, console, major console game they put out was Siphon Filter, the Omega Strain for PlayStation 2 in 2004. It uh, looks like PlayStation Portable, PlayStation Portable, PlayStation Vita. Yeah. And Bend has been working on that game for a long time because they haven't put something out in quite a while. So that's another one, like, that's coming out next year. Yeah. Yeah, 2012 was their last release. Yeah, that's coming out next year. And next year's not far. If there's anything I know, it's that time goes really fucking fast. We're halfway there. Almost. So. I don't know. Are you... Uh-oh, we lost Eric. Eric. Whew. At least it wasn't me. I like the his freeze frame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope his house didn't get struck by lightning or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. I could check the radar. Yeah, check the radar. See if the storms are through. You jerks. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, That was hilarious. Am I not? uh, Do you not check the weather obsessively? Am I the only one that does that? If one of my friends said, hey, I'm stuck in some storms, I'm going to be late, my reaction wouldn't be to check the radar. Well, no, I was checking the radar anyway, and on my phone screen, like where Eric lives is on there. It's all like the East Coast seaboard. I just saw where he was and. Oh, like looks the like the storms are past. The little Eric, storm thing was already time? through. Corey, <laughs> what? just because you and I are bad people <laughs> doesn't mean we got to bring Dan down. No, you do. That's fine. Fair enough. Uh, Hold on while we try to get the call back. Our call is fine. Why is... Skype sucks. We got to switch. Yeah, Skype sucks, does. and uh, maybe Eric's internet went out because of the storms or something. Could be. Which sucks because I wanted to hear his opinion on uh, Sony. Yeah. Conference. Uh, well, we could talk about Nintendo. I don't think Eric cares too much about Nintendo stuff. No. Well, yeah, um, I mean, let's uh, give our thoughts on Sony. Uh, that oh, was yeah. that was my favorite E3 press conference, um, specifically because it was all games. There was very little uh, P- PR speak up there. It was all just showing what Sony has coming down the pike. 
Um, it was all videos and, and gameplay and all that stuff. So that's what I like. I, I The talking is almost always awkward. Uh, the on-stage interviews and stuff is always almost always awkward. I would rather just watch, especially in such a visual medium like video games. Yeah. Um, I would rather see gameplay videos, gameplay trailers, even cinematic trailers, you know. So that was my favorite one. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, I'm with you. I, I mentioned the they rattled off like five games right in a row that I was really interested in. Yeah. And yeah. uh, I didn't feel like arguing with Eric, but I really thought Horizon looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Really awesome. And I couldn't articulate it very well either, so I just gave up. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Will, closing thoughts on Sony? I thought it was the best. I didn't think Microsoft. I thought Microsoft had the best up until I saw Sony. Uh, Sony was just amazing. Yeah. It, it To me, again, it's just it's showmanship. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, like Beardless says in the chat, it wasn't very informative, but it was entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and to me, like, that's that's the factor I think of is, like, what motivates me for a certain platform or publisher or, you know, whatever. Uh, and I thought Sony did the best job at getting yeah. excited for Sony stuff. And not to mention a lot of the release dates and stuff like that comes out after anyway. Right. So, and the people who are watching these conferences know enough to look in, more into these games anyway. Yeah. So, the information doesn't bother me at all. No. Nope. Yeah. What if EA came out and just gave like an hour worth of Mass Effect Andromeda? What if EA did for Andromeda what Treehouse. Bethesda did? last year for fallout or tr- like, or like a nintendo treehouse that would have been awesome yeah where they played mass effect for eight hours like they did zelda yeah yeah that'd be awesome the first eight hours of mass effect on Undra- and you know <laughs> i'd watch the whole actually i probably wouldn't because i wouldn't want to spoil i watched like the first half hour or so no too. uh but speaking of treehouse you want to move on to nintendo Dave? yeah yeah sure I did not watch a lot of the Nintendo stuff live. I caught a lot of the trailers and news later uh, mm-hmm. through articles and stuff. I did watch quite a bit of the Zelda stuff live. Uh, subtitle Breath of the Wild. It is a very different kind of game. I mean, it's still Zelda in a lot of ways. Um, and I actually read Stephen Totillo's write-up about it on Kotaku because he played it. Uh, he said it's not a slow starter. The last couple Zeldas have been, especially mm-hmm. Skyward Sword. Yeah. Good God that start was so slow and awful. Uh, he said, and I thought this was interesting that you don't need to use the game pad. Yeah. Not required. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people were speculating, Oh, it's Zelda. They're going to shove it in there. You know, Nintendo major Nintendo property. Uh, nope. You don't. The only thing you can do with it is swap the video to it from your TV to the, the game pad and play it on the game pad, so. which is also a nice feature, but not necessary. Yeah. So again, uh, really no reason for the gamepad screen for all of the Wii U's legacy. Yeah. You know, Zombie U is the only worthwhile use case. Splatoon used it a little bit, but not, it was, it was kind of necessary, but not really. (laughs) Yeah. Mario Kart used it as a horn. Horn, yeah, or mini map, which he never really looked at anyway. Because you're looking yeah. at the screen. Uh, they also said you'll get the same experience on NX as you will on Wii U. Whatever that means. Same experience is kind of vague. Um, sounds like most of the game will be the same. But I feel like there is something that will be different. But that 
is specific to the NX yeah, maybe hardware, graf- platform, graphic- whatever. Graphically, right. it'll, it'll look a little nicer maybe because of the more power on the NX. Uh, there is a jump button, which is different. You can just jump whenever you want. Just not, it doesn't have to be in a specific spot. Uh, equipment has stats, which is different. Yeah. There are weather effects that influence how you play. Uh, for instance, if it's raining out, it'll put out your fires. Um, there's a lot of cooking involved. Cold, uh, over, cold affects you. Yep. Over 100 mini dungeons. They're called shrines. Uh, and then there's also your main puzzly dungeons. Uh, there's fast travel. I mean, it is taking a lot of open world influence in, into Zelda. And from what I understand, oh, it's the open world. world. Yeah, the whole world is available to you from the get go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it looks cool. I watched about two hours worth. Uh, once again, one of the things I like about Nintendo when they when they show their games is uh, they. I don't think they didn't have a Nintendo Direct this year, right? They just went right into the Treehouse stuff. Am I right? You're that. right. Okay. Um, what I like about their E3 Treehouse is their their games that they have coming up. They'll sit down uh, with some of the Nintendo people and sometimes with the developers. They'll play the game on screen for you so you can watch it. For Zelda, they played for like six or seven hours on what, it, the, what yeah. Tuesday? Was it? Yeah. Monday? Yeah, Tuesday? Tuesday. Um, so I sat down and watched about two hours worth of gameplay. Um, it was amazing that you can do yeah. that. But, I mean, I thought Zelda also looked amazing. Um, I cannot wait to get my grubby mitts on Zelda. I was actually, like, blown away by, like, both the Zelda and Pokemon that they showed. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Zelda looks incredible. Yeah. Totally agree. Can't wait to get my grubby mitts on. Yeah, I could definitely lose a lot of hours to Zelda. But the big question is, do I save... Hold on to my Wii U until Zelda comes out, or do I trade that in and get the most value for it towards an NX and play it there? What do I you specifically it. do? What should I do? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to get the NX. Me too. Did we get a release date for this? Early next year. So it's probably not simultaneous with the launch of NX, which means it'll come out for Wii U before? I don't know. Uh, there's I no would... release date for Zelda yet, right? Yeah, I would say it would be simultaneous. Yeah, probably. March. No, I mean, uh, it's going to come out for Wii U the same time the NX a, launches? be a launch title for, for the NX. Sure. Yeah. And not come out for the Wii U before that? I don't think... I wouldn't think so. Did, I don't think Twilight Princess did, did it? I think it did. Oh, That's I what... think that was opposite. Where it came out for GameCube after the Wii U? Or the Wii? Uh, here, let me look real quick. Uh, Twilight Princess, Wikipedia. Okay, so the Wii version came out November 19th, and then the GameCube came out December 11th. Yeah, so it was the so. it was backwards there. Hmm. They may do that, I don't know. That would suck. Well, <laughs> it wouldn't suck, because then I'd know for sure that I'd need to trade in my Wii U right, for an get, NX. Get an NX, yeah. So, I guess I wouldn't. that wouldn't bother me. Yeah, no, but uh, all the stuff I saw some, from Zelda, I really liked the the environmental influences are really cool. In uh, this one, more so than any of the others, you have a lot of different like uh, clothes and armor sets you need to wear, uh, weapon sets you need you need to have. Um, like like Corey said, the weapons have stats, uh, so if you pick up a weapon from an enemy, you'll use it for a little while; it'll break. Um, but you can just pick up pick up another one from from another enemy and use that. There's probably going to be like loot that you get from uh containers and stuff that has has stats 
but apparently there's a I don't know if it's a photo or whatever of of Link wearing a full full plate suit of armor. Like yeah. that's really cool. Jamie Lannister style? <laughs> yeah, must be. But they showed like part, you know, when it's cold, you have to make sure you have warm clothes on or you have to make cook yourself a food that has the power to resist frost, otherwise you'll uh you'll freeze, I guess, and mm-hmm. your health slowly depletes. So that's their way of kind of control managing managing where you go in the world. One of the ways. But yeah. I'm on board with that. That was one of my yeah. favorite things of the entire E3. I thought the chopping down the tree over yeah, over a gap, the ravine to cross was cool. And they said it's not like scripted; it's yeah. just how you chop it and where it falls is how it's going to fall. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Um, what else did they say? Oh, the clans like monsters have clans; they're not just like random scattered. They're like they have like monster colonies. I guess I forget the exact phraseology they use, but thought that all that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to play it. Yeah, I really, really can't wait to play it. Do you think this has potential to be the, the best Zelda? Mm. Yes, I think I'm, so too. I think no, because it is so different. I think it's one of those things where they got to get their feet wet with one, and then you know come out with a different one. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. That's just okay. rampant speculation. I have nothing to base that on. Um. Uh, the Pokemon Go stuff, uh, Game Freak announced during the Treehouse. It will release July 2016. Uh, initially, they will just have the first generation of Pokemon, and then we'll add the entire 700-whatever of them as time goes on. They also, I don't know if they announced this, but there is a wearable, like a Bluetooth yeah. wearable, that alerts you called the Pokemon Go Plus for $35. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did some research. There's a Pokemon Go subreddit where the beta players are spoiling everything about Pokemon Go. <laughs> so if you're if you're curious about it, uh, go check it out there. Um, somebody asked the question if it was worth it, and if the wearable was worth it. And the answer was it depends. Uh, they said basically all it is is it's an auto grinder, like it it takes away a lot of the grind of playing Pokemon go, uh-huh. which as I understand it, there is, that's all the game is. There is no progression. Um, you level up your self, not the Pokemon. And the, the, <laughs> the hate post I read was somebody who had been, been a beta player. And they're like, what's the point of this game? Apparently there's no point. He said the only point of the game is to collect all the Pokemon. That's a, that's it. Well, that's that was the tagline. Collect them all. That was yeah. their whole thing. Starting. He said it's that. a joke. Really? Which, I don't know. Like To me, there's uh, value in just like looking at the map, seeing the Pokemon on the map, and going to that area and getting it. Yeah. Like, that's fun to me. It's, you know, you get outside to do something stupid. That's you should be embarrassed to do, but <laughs> I think it'll be fun. Yeah, that's know. that's enough for me. Like as a mobile game, first of all, I I wouldn't want a ton of stuff that you had to do in it. Yeah, you know, I like like you, Corey. Like if I'm near a place where there's uh, or a landmark or whatever that there's interesting Pokemon, or if I'm kind like kind of near a new area where I've never been, where there's different Pokemon, like I'm I'm just likely to go visit that area, whereas I 
normally wouldn't be. And for me, that's enough. Yeah. Might not be enough for a lot of people, but. If this can give you context, somebody posted an image of the Pokemon Go map in basically lower Manhattan, like Central Park and down. Uh, and there was 30 different types of Pokemon in that screenshot. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just 30 total Pokemon, 30 different types. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, there was more than one of a certain type. Magneto. Uh, yeah, all over. So, and the person's, another person posted that they didn't have to travel that far to get to the nearest grassy area. Because that's how they do it. They put the Pokemon in, in grassy areas yeah. uh, near you. So that's where you'll have to go to get the Pokemon. So it'd be nice if there was like a grassy area in my parking lot or something. So I could just watch that one spot. And every time an interesting Pokemon came through that I didn't have, I could just, just go downstairs. And... Yeah. We're only going to get Weedles up here. Where are you going, honey? <laughs> Got to catch a Pokemon. Yes. I don't know. Um, Anything else for Pokemon Go from you guys? No, it's supposed uh, to come out next month. Yeah, July. July 2016. Um, another game was announced called Ever Oasis, which is a 3DS action RPG. It, to me, it looked a lot like a Zelda game. You play this boy whose name is Tethu, searching for your lost brother. Uh, you go to the desert where you must establish an outpost. So you're building and managing the outpost. You're selling equipment in the shops, uh, exploring nearby dungeons. And it's produced and directed by the guy who directed the first three Final Fantasies. So that one kind of caught my eye. No release date for that yet, though. Yeah. Looked interesting. Yeah. Um, What's going on with our video? I don't know. know. Skype video. You know what it is? Uh, I keep getting a pop-up saying that I need to upgrade to Skype Premium. Man, they are just doing everything they can can to convince us not to use Skype anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um, Yep, so Ever Oasis looks cool. Uh, Monster Hunter Generations demo available June 30th. uh, Includes online multiplayer. So there's that. That's all I wrote down for Nintendo. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to add. Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Sun and Moon. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Will. Uh... (laughs) I don't know. I kind of talked about it in our Sif and Gone uh, sideshow. Mm-hmm. But basically, the the new region, the Aloha region or whatever, is kind of reminded me of Hawaii. There's a lot of, like, tropical, like, environments and people that are in, like, the, the tropical shirts and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of, like, the luau sort of um, things going on. A lot of water around. Um. The, like, there's a lot of improvements, like, in the battling system. It looks more dynamic, uh, visually than it, like, ever has before. Uh, one thing I mentioned in the YouTube video that Corey and I did is that, like, the, both the trainers, like, when you're battling another trainer, are present on the battlefield, which has never been in a series, and that kind of, like, brings a little bit more intensity to it a little bit. Uh, and the Pokemon move around a lot more while they're battling, which is nice because, like, they really haven't done a whole lot with that. In the, pa- uh, the past Pokemon games, it's little stuff like that. Uh, I can't remember all of the stuff right now, but basically, if you're looking to get into Pokemon and never been a fan, the changes probably won't bring you in. But like for people who have been longtime fans, like these are things you'll notice and be really into. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. 
that's pretty much it for Nintendo, right? They didn't have a lot. Yeah. They had a few other little announcements here and there, but yeah. I it was know, nothing I wrote down. It was mostly Zelda and Pokemon. Yep. So. Yep. 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 Which we covered. So. Ultimate thoughts. Eh. Eh. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this, but uh, p- part of the problem was everything being spoiled in the the months and weeks leading up to this. You know, a lot of surprise announcements were already ruined for us, which you stinks. Know, yeah, but I was also surprised that there wasn't more surprises still. Like, I would have probably bet money we were getting another Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. Uh, we didn't. I thought the, the Red Dead stuff was a given. Right even though I, I sort of tempered my expectation in our prediction episode for that, but I still thought deep down that we'd see something for that. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Uh, we didn't. Nothing from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I didn't get any of my my wants, except for the Kojima thing. Um, I wanted... Nobody talked about Civ... Well, Civ Six is PC. Was that talked about in the PC? No. Okay. No, we, so we didn't see which, that. Which was surprising. But, you know, no Deus Ex. Be... Yeah, no. Which is surprising. Uh, EA didn't do anything with I Am Setsuna. Mass Effect Andromeda was light. We didn't see any No Man's Sky. Um, I wanted, uh, I know this is stretching, but Knights of the Old Republic, nothing. Bloodborne 2, even though Miyazaki said From isn't working on it. I thought maybe another studio would be working on it. Nothing from that. No Bioshock, no Nino Kuni. Uh, we didn't hear anything about... Did we hear anything about Nintendo's mobile games? No. No. Yep. Um, we did see some Pokemon Go, so I did get two wands. I correct, correct myself. Uh, but no Elder Scrolls 6 hint, nothing Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Microsoft did touch on the new hardware stuff, but Sony did not, other than their VR. Yeah, we didn't... I mean, no new Metro... Shenmue. No new rage, which was one of my predictions based on nothing. Yeah. Uh, the word Vita wasn't even uttered, I don't think, during Sony. No. I don't think it has been in all like years. So it's just all these, all these. I don't know. They're just. Bethesda a different. Bethesda did say that they've got three large games that they're working on. Maybe one of those is Rage Two. I don't think they yeah. specified if they're new IPs or not, though. So. Or maybe they just abandoned Rage. Who knows? I don't know. It was a strange show. Yeah. It really was. And I don't think the hardware... I don't think the hardware stuff made as big of a splash. Like, the way they introduced it and talked about it and messaged it... Um. I think it was like the way it was taken was more of an afterthought yeah. than anything. Do you think that was by design though? Because I really don't know. There's been, you know, there's been a lot of speculation that the announcement of the new consoles uh, would up- upset, you know, people who invested money in, in one of the, one of the new consoles, you know, especially people that have done it like maybe recently just, just got the Xbox one or PS4 and you're like, okay, this is, you know, second second class now you know well okay so like which is worse then how microsoft did it and just announced that they have new hardware coming or how sony did it and not mention it at all yeah i don't know 
Like, I don't know which which is the greater evil there. Yeah. Yeah, you do have opposite ends of the spectrum, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't enthralled with most of the stuff this year at E3. No. But there are some high points, definitely. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Uh, do we want to just get right into feedback? Can we just take two minutes? Yeah. Literally, that's all I need. I just got to pee and get a fresh water or something. Okay, we'll take a quick break and then and then just do feedback. Um, only because we're almost at three and a half hours for the episode. Yeah, that, and, I'm fine and, with that. And then we'll just double up on what we played next week. Yeah, that's, okay. that's fine. All right, so yeah, we'll take a quick break and we'll be getting right to feedback right after that. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 256 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I Normally we would be doing our other segments, but uh, we're running really long and it's getting really late. So we're going to do feedback and then call it an episode. We'll we'll double up on what we played uh, next week because I had some, some stuff I want to talk about. I know Will did. Corey did, too. Uh, and I know Eric wanted to talk about a few things that he had played, but he's not here right now. So, uh, yeah, we'll do that next week. Um, so... This uh, email is from Jacob from Indiana. He says, hey, guys, Savage here, as you know me, uh, but I have a name. I've been wanting to write in for several weeks and finally got around to it. Last week, I finally got caught up on the latest episodes because I spend all my time outside working now uh, and with headphones in. So I've been listening to some new podcasts and have been going back through your archives, listening to some Thummy Awards episodes from the last couple of years. I've been playing solely Rocket League for about a month now, ever since Will convinced me to hate myself and try to play through Assassin's Creed 3, which I regret greatly. (laughs) As you may know, the Rocket League Season 3 update comes out June 20th uh, with a full-skill ranking reset and some new trading dynamics that may add some more hype to people playing the game. That's my nibble bet on Rocket League because that's all I know. Thanks, guys, for helping me try to expand outside outside of Rocket League, and here are my top 10 games. Number one, Rocket League. Number two, Halo 2. Number three, Rocket League. Number four, Call of Duty Black Ops. Number five, Batman Arkham Knight. He said, I had no problems ever running this game on my computer and had an awesome time playing it. Uh, and played uh, played it all through quicker than I have any game before. I also like Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, I think that came down to whether or not you liked playing as the Batmobile tank, which I did. So I did enjoy Arkham Knight also. Uh, and I played on Eric's PS4, so I didn't need uh, It ran great on that, so. Uh, number six, Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2006. I also played a ton of that game. That was my favorite Tiger Woods game. Um, I would love to have a good golf game again. There's a few on Steam that I should get into. Golf Club is one of them. Isn't there a new one? Just uh, Did Rory McIlroy just come out? No. There's, there's another, another one that just came out that's supposed to have really good graphics, and I can't think of what yeah, it is Yeah, Dangerous right Golf. Now. Not Dangerous. Is that is it Dangerous Golf? There's... No. I think that just came out, right? That did just come out, but that's not that's nothing. Right. No, but Tiger Woods two thousand six was great. Uh, I had some friends that I played played with online quite a bit and it was a blast. Um number seven, Firewatch. Wow, alright. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I also loved Firewatch. Uh number eight, Portal One and Two. Number nine, NBA Jam, and number ten, Rocket League. He says, remember, you can lead a car to boost, but you can't make it fly. Wow. 
poetic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I played Portal One, which I loved. I have not played Portal Two yet. I have it. I know I'm I'm uh, lacking in gamer cred for not playing Portal Two yet, but one of these days I will get to it. I like Portal One more. That's that's what I I, I think. You are the outlier there. I think yeah. generally people prefer Portal Two, right? Yeah, I think uh, like objectively, Portal Two is a better game. Right. But my personal tastes kind of lie with the more. What do they call them? Testing. Like I forget what the, the phraseology they use there. Yeah. Uh, you know, just going from room to room, doing the testing or whatever, yeah. and solving the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, the extra stuff was nice, but I don't know. I was just I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and thanks for the update on Rocket League too. Um, I think we're playing. I'm playing Saturday, right? As a uh, a fellow gentleman who works outdoors, uh, it's great to listen to podcasts all day. That's the only thing, because uh, a few years ago I was in the same same boat. I drove around on a tractor, a mower all day, um, and audio books, podcasts are the only thing that helped me keep my sanity. Because uh, before I was introduced to those, I just listened to music, which gets Ugh. old really, really fast. Um, I've never been a huge music guy. Like I like music, but I only have a handful of like bands that I listen to. Uh, and the rest is just a random song from an artist here and there. Uh, so that gets old really quick. Uh, and then Corey introduced me to podcasts actually, uh, way back in the day. Uh, and it was a revelation for me. So what was the first one? Uh, Nerdist. I think you got me to listen to. Ugh. I thought or you no. listened to the Nerdist before me. It was Adam Carolla, I think you you yeah, convinced me to Adam listen Carolla. to. And then I because I uh, because I watched um, was it Attack of the Show? Who had Chris Hardwick on fairly often? Um, I, be- they they did a thing about the Nerdist, and that's when I started listening to Nerdist. That might have been what it was. It was many years ago, at this point. So. And then it went from there. I think you were the one that got me into Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Yeah. Uh, which is, to this day, my favorite podcast. If you're interested in yeah. history at all, that's the one one to listen to. That's what uh, I mentioned to you guys. Gave me a little hope for humanity during the Battlefield 1 stream on Twitch. Yeah. People in the chat were saying how cool it would be if Dan Carlin narrated Battlefield 1. amazing. Yeah, that would be awesome. Do you think he, his... Uh, blueprints for Armageddon might have had any impact on uh, Dice, Dice and, and EA putting uh, Battlefield One be their their Battlefield. Yeah, game. I really do. Um, and even if it was just for context, you know, for the developers, I'm sure that it was brought up at some point. Yeah, yeah, because he has. A, I mean, he's got a huge following, specifically, especially for the history podcast. Uh, but if you like history, which you may or may not, I don't know, uh, anyone in our listening audience, they like history. I also listen to history, the history of Rome uh, a few times, actually. And it's uh, a guy who does the entire history of the Roman Empire from the mythical beginnings all the way up until the quote-unquote fall of the Western Roman, Roman Empire when it kind of disintegrates. It's so good. It's very long. I listened to it a couple times. It's a little rough at first uh, as he gets used to the 
uh, audio quality and stuff. Uh, and there's a couple episodes where the audio quality isn't great, but oh, it, gets, yeah. it gets a lot better. Yeah, it's really good. I think I, yeah, I remember listening to that. Did you? That yeah. was a recommendation of our cousin mm-hmm. who got me into that one. So good. So yeah, but yeah, uh, absolutely. It's it's a it was a saving grace to start listening to that stuff and and audiobooks instead of music. Man, kind of makes you hate music if you listen to music that much. Yeah, yeah, I hated it, but it was the only thing like to keep you know. It was all I had at that point in podcasts, podcasts music and audiobooks. Gets me pumped, though. Yeah, but in small doses, like listening to eight, to it eight hours a day every day. Awful. I think I listen to uh, more music than you do. Oh, you absolutely I get, do. I don't get. Uh, I do get fatigued, but it takes a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because I listen to the you know listen to the radio taking my son to school and like. If there's a song that comes on that I don't like, I'm just like, ugh, I slam the button off. Like Dave Matthews you, Band, whenever Dave Matthews Band comes on, I just want to drive off the road. the same song repeatedly, like, in that 20-minute drive, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, the station we have, the, that I listen to is, is actually pretty good. It's an alternative station. But there's, like, there's probably four or five songs that, that, one, that they play a lot that I just freaking hate. Yeah. You just want to drive into oncoming traffic. <laughs> the radio does make me hate uh, what everybody listens to. Yeah. Like the pop music. Like, I just hate it because I hear it so much. And some of the rap, like, it just too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was our email. We uh, You said we had nothing from Facebook, Corey? Not nothing you know from of. Facebook that I saw. Unless I missed it, I apologize. But, no, I think, uh, I think okay. we're... Uh, we had a question on Twitter. We did. You want me to read that one? Yeah, go ahead. This one comes courtesy of Andy underscore 80 on Twitter asks, which hearts of iron do you like most? How is four compared to three? I did not play three. Dan, did you play three? I did not play three either. Four is my first experience with the hearts of iron franchise. I have three. I just never, never played it. I think I got it as part of a, a like a strat humble strategy bundle or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got a chance to play it before four. Um, I really like four. I was going to talk about four quite a bit this week, but I'm, we'll, we'll save it for next week. But I will say uh, in reading reviews of veterans of the series, there's some people that prefer four. There's some people that prefer three. Um, some people thought that the interface improvements uh, in four were a good change, but some people liked the uh, excessive micromanagement of three. So that I mean that depends on what your preference is. Uh, it's really like a mixed bag whether veterans of the series like it or not. Like four or four or three more. It's hard to tell. So I I had some issues with Hearts of Iron four. Yeah, I later on in the game. Um, I'll talk about it like I said in depth next week. But some of the some of the interface stuff and, and menu stuff is a little bit weird and counterintuitive. I would say. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I I really really love it. Too, okay so it'll be fun to talk about next week then because yeah. i sort of fell out of love with it but it did sure. make me appreciate civilization more yeah but there's also reasons and justifications and we'll get into all that sure. next week we'll okay. talk about it more at length i'll probably try and get another session in so yeah yeah a lot of it matters on who you pick too which is the same thing with crusader kings too yeah that, and i think that was part of my problem that I matters with japan so 
Yeah, that's probably a, not a good starting nation. Th- that's too much to to handle all at once. Yeah, when you're first starting out. Yeah. Okay, uh, Will, you have yes. something you want to talk about real quick? Yeah, I wanted to bring up something. Uh, it's about Orlando and what happened mm-hmm. uh, last weekend. I want to bring up a specific incident. Um, so, did you guys? I mean, we all heard about the big mass shooting, but did you guys hear about what happened the day before that with the singer? Yeah. Um, okay, so that chick who got shot at the concert when she was signing autographs for her fans, I had been following her YouTube channel for, I want to say, four or five years at what? this point. Yeah, I like, I've known, like, I watched a lot of her covers and stuff like that, so I've known about her for a long time. Who was it? And, like, it was Christina Grimmie. Oh, no way! Is, who is a huge gamer. Uh, I know her, too. Like, I've been, I kind of, I knew of her for a while, like... She sang. Oh. She sang as a, a duo on um, with some with some nerdy guy, and I was like, "Wow, that's really impressive." She was on The Voice. Yeah, yeah. she she was on The Voice, and I like didn't know that she was gonna be on The Voice. And when she was on, I was like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" Like yeah. I've known her for like two years or three years at this point. Um, so like I was rooting for her, and she got third. Um, she's a huge gamer. Her YouTube channel was called Zelda Love. What? Um, yeah. So like she was supposed to be at Nintendo's E3. So, like, at the start of the thing, Reggie said, like, you know, we want to give, like, our thoughts and prayers to all the people of Orlando and, like, the Grimmy family because she was supposed to be with us today. Um, oh, my gosh. That's terrible. So I didn't know that. I, I usually do not get bothered by celebrity deaths because, like, I don't have connections to them. But that one really bothered me. Um, she was 22. So, like, I kind of, like, without knowing her, grew up along with her, sort yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of why it bothered me. And my friend Johnny, who lives in Orlando, has also been a f- like a huge fan of her for like a really long time. Uh, and that Saturday, I had to get up at work at four in the morning, and I woke up at three fifty-five to him saying, like, sending me a text because he's over in Italy right now. So he had heard about it because the time's completely different. So like he mm. told me about it, and I didn't believe it because, like, that's insane. But yeah, like literally, the guy didn't was either an obsessed fan or she's, like, a really, like, devout Christian and didn't like that she was so, like, into Christianity. And he just drove all the way to the concert and shot her up for no reason. And the brother brother tackled him, like, right after he fired off a couple shots. And then, like, he won the struggle, but the guy pulled out another gun and shot himself. So. Hmm. Ugly. Yeah, that, so that was something uh, that really bothered me. Uh, still kind of does. I can't watch any of her videos or anything right now because it's just, like, makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Hmm. But. Well, you guys kind of came into fame together at the same time. <laughs> yep, me and her. <laughs> Not to make light of the situation. I was going to say, such a jerk, Corey. Well, well, Will sucked all the air out of the room by ending the podcast with a downer. I yeah. felt like I needed to. Well, I, I mean, I handle things like stuff like this with humor, so I, I, <laughs> it's funny to me that you said that, but yeah, like that was a real big bummer, and you know, it sucks because on the Voice she talked about how she was so happy that her mom survived breast cancer three times, and she was just happy to be able to all see right, her, like, all right, music career. Hey, yeah, what a shit world we live in. I know, and then the day after the the biggest mass shooting ever it's like what is going on that was uh how much was the one in oslo that was the biggest 
That was like 50-something, wasn't it? I don't remember. That creepy guy that it's like a kid's camp or something? Uh, so shooting. That was a big number. Yeah, it was. I'm trying to see. Killed eight people, injured 209 people. Really? I guess. Mm, that seems off. Wait. Maybe not. The number was like 50-some killed. Doesn't matter. I don't even know why we're <laughs> investigating it. 80. Video games, right, 80? fellas? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, but yeah, that's... Tell your loved ones you love them every day. Yep. You never know what'll happen. Unless you're Mirtha, then you never say that word. I can't tell you the last time I told somebody I loved them. Uh, I say that into my pizza every night at dinner. I love my pizza. I love you. I like you so much. Pizza. Anyway, on that somber note, call it a call it an episode, shall we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't go see the Warcraft movie. Oh, <laughs> dang it! Yeah. Okay. I'll talk we'll, about it next. week. We'll talk about remember, it next week. But... Uh, me and Corey are also not going to do Game of Thrones, right, Corey? Not at this point. I I I, I wanted to only because I wanted to talk about how many issues I had with it because it's, yeah. it's been a while since I thought an episode was as bad as the one we saw. We'll 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 hopefully double up next week. Uh, we don't yeah. know what the topic is going to be next week, but we'll we'll keep you posted as soon as we as soon as we figure out for ourselves, right? Yeah. Okay. That'll do it for episode 256 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Well, Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.